This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much and good morning. Welcome everybody to our show. Our post-Halloween pre-election day show here on November the 2nd. That's right. We're beginning a brand new uh, month. Brand new as of yesterday. Uh, clock should have been set back. So if you got one of the old-fashioned ones and you haven't remembered to do it, and you got to do it by hand, uh, go do that now. So just uh, so we're clear, the actual time now, and I'm going to give you to, to you in Central and then Mountain Time, okay? So Central Time, it is 6.02. Mountain time, it is 5.02. Should I repeat that? Mm, I'm getting 5.01. I'm just kidding. Repeat it. Okay. So the actual time now after the time change over the weekend, central time, if you're in central time, it's 6.02. No, it's not. Is it 6.03 now? It just turned to 6.03. Okay, 6.03. So do it real quick. And if you're in the mountain time zone, it's 5.03. All right. All right, we've got a lot uh, coming up to talk about today. We've got Election Day uh, tomorrow. Uh, there was a, There's a big story uh, that's going on in Texas. Uh, the state GOP, uh, the Republican effort to uh, throw out over 100,000 votes in Harris County. Oh, yeah. So uh, what's going on here? Well, you know. It looks pretty obvious that this is an attempt at voter suppression, and what they were trying to throw out were votes that were cast at drive-through ballots, which is completely legal under Texas law. So why did the Republicans want to throw out over 120,000 votes? Um, I mean, I don't think it's coincidental that Harris County which has over 4 million people in the county, is is over 60% uh, minority, either uh, Hispanic or African-American. So uh, the latest on that is the Texas Supreme Court said, no, you can't. You can't throw out these votes. These people voted legally. You can't dis- disenfranchise right. them just because you're worried about the way they might have voted. My question, we have drive-through voting here. So why is it allowed in this county, but not in that county? I, th- you know, that's a good question. Maybe the GOP thinks, well, in El Paso County, we're going to lose no matter what, but you you would have to probably think they're thinking that way in Harris County as well, but um, yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's just it's just bald-faced. I mean, it's not even trying to cover up. You're just trying to throw out minorities' yeah. votes because you you don't think they voted the way you want them to. Uh, fortunately, the Texas Supreme Court threw that out, but just be aware that those kind of shenanigans and dirty tricks are going on. It's, it's deeply un-American, and you need to be aware of that. So if you haven't voted yet and you go to the polls, make sure... You know, you sign where you're supposed to and do everything else because they've telegraphed that they're looking to do anything they can to to disenfranchise voters. Well, only the voters that, that don't go the way they like. So uh, you could 
read all about this. I'm referencing a story they did in the New York Times right now. Texas Supreme Court denies GOP push to throw out 127,000 votes in Harris County. Um, all right, let's uh, everybody tell us what you're working on today. We're going to do uh, a little preview of what's coming up on the show, and then maybe we'll get a little Halloween recap. Uh Brandon, sports headlines. You want to start us off this morning with sports. We said goodbye to a legend inside the octagon on Saturday. It was Anderson Silva's final fight. Unfortunately, it did not end the way that he had hoped. And Wasn't that guy, like, unbeatable for a while? Anderson Silva was arguably the greatest of all time. That dude, if you want to see somebody who could not be punched, just because of his head movement and how smooth he was and he could hit from every angle, like he was just insane. I mean, at the, at the height of his powers, he was I don't think anybody could beat him. I always wanted to see, and it would have been difficult because of their weight difference, I wanted to see Silva versus uh, George St. Pierre, but I don't think that would have ever happened because St. Pierre would have really had to bulk up and, and Silva would have to drop down, but it, it could have, but it never did. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, we uh, said goodbye to him and it didn't quite end the way that we'd hoped, or at least he had hoped. And um, Uriah Hall, the guy that defeated him, uh, you can hear him apologizing after the fact. I'm after sorry, man. He's like, I'm I didn't sorry. want to screw away, yeah. screw up your farewell like that, man. And lots of football to talk about too. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk football. Cowboys had late game last night. How'd that turn out? Not good for the Cowboys. Mm. When I went to bed, the Cowboys were actually leading, and I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe the Cowboys could still no, nah, they I mean make a showing in the division or whatever. They but. looked they looked good. Uh, in some aspects, well, both teams look pretty sloppy. But just, oh God, Carson Wentz! Oh, <laughs> I mean, the, neither one of these teams looked like fully functioning professional football teams. Well, I mean, the secondary started to kind of look yeah, good for the Cowboys. Yeah, a little I mean, bit. Man, yeah, Carson even, Wentz had fumbles and interceptions, and it was pretty much he was doing whatever he could to just give the ball back to the Cowboys. Joanna, good morning, Joanna Barbacoa. Good morning. Joanna, what mm-hmm. do you have coming up on entertainment? What's going to lead us off, kind of? Well, Sean Connery, Sir Sean Connery, passed away over the weekend. Uh, he was 90. There's mm. no cause of his death. But his wife uh, said he'd been suffering from dementia. And his son says that he had been unwell for some time now. So he died in his sleep. Died in his sleep. It seems like he went peacefully. Sean Connery hasn't really been in a movie in, I mean, since the 2000s. I feel like we recently talked about this. Well, we talked about how he, they wanted him to play Gandalf Mm -hmm. in Lord of the Rings, and he read the script and didn't understand it. He read the books. He read the books. He didn't didn't know what was (laughs) going on. So he he passed. Anyway, he saw Ian McClellan, you know, get in this series of movies where it ended up being. Major hit. Like, uh, how many of the movies was, was. Gandalf in all six or I think so. think so yeah yeah he was in all six of them and Sean Connery realized he'd he'd missed out uh being in Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings so he wanted to do some other project that was going to have some stay in power and the project he chose to do was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and when mm-hmm. that kind of bombed with critics and and kind of at the box office he said I'm done with this no more for me. <laughs> I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here by myself. 
<laughs> so he'd kind of been in retirement. Yeah, he for... hadn't really done anything since. <laughs> Are you looking up IMDb or 2012? Yeah. And wow. even then, it was well, just a voice role and working on a documentary. Before that, it was League of Extraordinary, Extraordinary Gentlemen, Gentlemen in 2003. Right. There's a whole. There's this whole story about Sean Connery that it just kind of rained on his parade, and he decided, you know what, <laughs> done. Uh, but Sean Connery was 90 years old, and uh, you know everybody thinks. It, James Bond, but after after he was done with the Bond films, welcome to the Rock. Yeah, he had a great movie career in the '90s and the '80s. If you ever want to, if you ever want to go on a bad trip, uh, smoke weed and then watch a movie called Zardoz. Oh, with the red 70s. outfit, huh? <laughs> with the red mankini. Oh man, oh that's a classic outfit. <laughs> Just watch Zardoz. That was the Borat uh, <laughs> swimsuit before Borat. And that ponytail. And got a ponytail. Yeah. <laughs> Holstered guns and all. I saw that picture. Wait, we're come waiting up. for the giant head to descend. Yeah, I saw that and picture come up, and all I thought was, I don't know what movie this is, but I want to watch it now. <laughs> Did you ever watch it? No, I it's just saw nuts. the picture this weekend. It is absolutely insane. Uh, all right, Lisa, news headlines. What do you have coming up this morning as far as news goes? I'm not sure if you know about this, but there's an election coming up. Mm. Uh, it's happening tomorrow, and the entire I country know. is City preparing. City Council, District 4. Yeah, on the- <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> um, so the entire country is prepping for this. Uh, businesses around the White House, they are putting up uh, barricades. They are putting uh, covering their windows. The White House actually put a a non-climbable fence around the White House, uh, but a lot of the different businesses in the area and around the country are preparing for this. Uh, what they're saying is what could be uh, anger on either side uh, from whoever gets elected from that. And also the big story was over in Texas where a Joe Biden campaign bus uh, was kind of blocked in by a Trump train that was yelling profanities and obscenities at them. Um, Neither Joe Biden nor his running mate were on board, uh, but they did have to cancel that event over in uh, another part of Texas. Yeah, well, it freaked enough people out that yeah. they decided not to have the event. So, mm-hmm. you know, since we were talking about vote suppression, I mean, this is this is intimidation. You got a candidate's mm-hmm. bus and a former vice president. How people were not arrested uh, out of this. They're just exercising their rights, yeah. man. Yeah, I saw a lot of people posting that on social media. These were... These were patriotic citizens exercising their First Amendment rights. And what shuts that down real quick is when you say, okay, so if the story was that President Trump's motorcade got surrounded by a bunch of Black Lives Matter activists and Democratic and Biden supporters, they would have just been exercising their free speech. And even the most bold-faced liar has a hard time refuting that. So, um, yeah, we'll have that coming up in news and a whole lot more. Let's get a little uh, post-Halloween report. Did you have a lot of trick-or-treaters coming by your house, guys? No. <laughs> no. Not one. Did you see any trick-or-treaters? Mm-mm. Yeah. I oh, did, did see trick-or-treaters. Yeah, but we were driving around. So we were trying to do the scavenger hunt where I created a, you know, just kind of a list for my kid. And we had a bag of candy, so we're driving around. And if you see a house with four or more pumpkins, you get a piece of candy. If you see a house with a decoration from A Nightmare Before Christmas or Beetlejuice or something like that. So it was still a way to be interactive. It's still a way, you know, to get her some candy to kind of do whatever we could. But it was creepy because it got to the point where I was almost telling her, look, if we find a house that has decorations. Decorations. I mean, because it was so few and far between. But then the people who didn't have the decorations, they don't want... 
trick-or-treaters, so they have all their lights off. The neighborhoods were pitch black. Yeah. Yeah, I think there might have been decorations leading up to, but they didn't want to, tra- you know, they weren't giving out candy because of you know, pandemic, so they had their lights shut off. So it was kind of a letdown, or did you make it work somehow? We made it work. I mean, oh, we, okay. we drove around, and, and we were able to find enough that it still made it, Still made it fun and enjoyable. It just wasn't quite as many as I had as I had hoped, but it was still a good time. And we kept all of our decorations out front and didn't have anybody uh, show up. Nobody so. came by to trick or treat. No, but we lost our dog yesterday, so there's that. Chewy? No, Rocky, the little Yorkie, he mm. got out and somebody scooped him up. <gasps> and and has him? They, somebody has him. Well, how do you know somebody scooped because him up? Because somebody posted on Facebook. Hey, found this dog, which, by the way, he was oh. like two houses down well, from good. our house. Well, good. Then that's, he did the right thing, right? Well, yeah, this this lady posted. Oh, when you say scooped it up, I thought you meant like he stole it. No, that's what oh, we were fearful oh. of. No, that's what we were oh, fearful of. That's what I thought you were saying. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no. scooped him up, but, but was trying to get him back. Yes. Yeah, now that's a friendly neighborly thing I thought to they do, were taunting sure. you on Facebook. No. Like, Got this Look dog! Look at this! But here's what makes it even worse. Got me a Halloween treat! <laughs> Got a dog. But here's what makes it worse. So for hours yesterday, we're roaming the neighborhood. We're trying to find him. You know, my wife's in tears. This is her dog that she's had for 11 years now. Aww. And it's just, you feel dead inside. Like, where did, like, what happened to Rocky? So fortunately, she's posting it all over social media. And then this person had posted on social media, too. Hey, found this dog in this place. We have called and sent messages. Nothing. Oh, you still don't have the dog? We don't have him. And they put their number out there and you call yeah, the number? They, yeah, they, we, we call that. My, my guess is this person's phone died because we were calling and it went from, like the first time we called, it rang and went to voicemail. And then when we tried again later, it just went straight to voicemail, which is generally what happens when your phone dies. So what I'm hoping is um, the person just, she has him and, and this morning we'll, we'll be able to go pick him up. All right, did anybody have a single trick-or-treater come to their door, though? Nope. No. I had one. Yeah. At midnight. What? In full devil costume. Okay, that sounds like a horror The Purge. <laughs> and because I'm an idiot, I opened the door when At they rang the doorbell. Yeah. With the amount of horror movies that you watch, Joanna, this is very disappointing, because that's how horror movies right. start. I know. Yeah. Gee, we haven't had a single trick-or-treater. Huh. Ding dong. Who's that? Well, I'll There's be right my back. mom, my sister, and I gossiping at the table, eating candy, and then ding dong. Did you give him candy? No. Was I, it- he goes, trick-or-treat, and I'm all, oh, we don't have candy, and it's not Halloween anymore, and there's a curfew, dude. <laughs> and he's like... <laughs> Okay, thanks, and walks away. Were his parents with him? No, it was like, I, I could bet it was probably a guy in like his 20s. Oh, good Lord. Wearing a costume. Okay, that's scary as Yeah. yeah I mean, so that's then my really, nephew really comes scary. out and with his little dog, and he's like, who's here? And I'm like, oh, you're late, dude. I already answered the door. Weird, man. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We got today in sound clips, you know, with everything going on in that opening segment there we forgot to mention i honestly i don't know if you can get a ticket for for going and dining in a restaurant or not after spending the past three or four days with the uh the county judge and the mayor of el paso they're apparently already signing businesses yeah my businesses have been cited one of my, my gyms had to close okay and and 
this situation has kind of been in flux, but the the most recent that I, the way I understand it, the county judge said, "Hey, we're back on restriction. No, no in person dining, no gyms, no salons, no massage parlors, no tattoo shops." The mayor of El Paso said, no, that's not a lawful order, and he got the attorney general of Texas on his side. So that was the situation uh, Thursday and Friday. Then I think it was what the, the sheriff's office the came sheriff's out and said, office, no, you, it, is, it is legal for the judge to make this, and we're going re- to enforce his, um, basically what he wants us to do. Yeah, so it, unless anything has changed in the past hour... Uh, the sheriff's office has said we are going to enforce the county judge's shutdown order. Mm-hmm. The El Paso police have said we are not going to enforce this because it's not a lawful order. The people of El Paso have said, why? Why? Come on. Why? What are and, we supposed to do? And what's right? kind of ridiculous, though, is some of the businesses have called and asked, like, hey, so do we operate? Do we shut down? And I remember on Friday, one of the businesses that's a restaurant was told, oh, well, you, we're not really targeting you. And so it's like, wait, so once again, you're playing favoritism. You're telling some businesses, oh, okay, well, you guys can operate because you're not one of the problems. But okay, but once again, you never said that, or there, was not, there hasn't been an outbreak at a hair salon or a tattoo shop, and, but those are the businesses that you're targeting in this supposedly so it, once again it people don't know what to do some places are just staying open there's a lot of confusion i have to tell you i you know i really don't know <laughs> i mean i don't know um what you're supposed to do or what you're not supposed to do it's the buzz adams morning show podcast now as far as any other fun and games and contests do we have anything else coming up today uh, I believe we're going to get to the Urban Dictionary game as well. That has really taken off. I think people enjoy playing the uh, the Urban Dictionary game. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have that on the way later. Ooh, I had a fanny flutter this weekend. Oh. You did? Yeah. I thought I'd share that with you guys. Was it the dude that rang your doorbell at midnight trick-or-treating? No, that was scary. Okay. He didn't flutter your fanny? Timothy Oliphant in The Mandalorian. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. that. What'd you guys think rockin of the new episode of The Mandalorian? That was great. Rocking Boba Fett's armor. And then Mando tells him, take it off. Yeah. Take it off for you. And I was like, oh. oh please do. Join yeah, us all. Lay down. Go on. <laughs> Listen to this Joanna story. has her own version of The Mandalorian that completely split off at that moment. It <laughs> mm-hmm. turned into something a little bit uh, less Disney-like. Mm-hmm. You could always get into fan fiction. You know that? Mm-hmm. Like, write That's your own. Idea. Ooh, there's, a, there's an article <gasps> for you. Take it from that moment. I don't know if we can write that on our website. (laughs) Good point. Listen to this story. Uh, Canada Dry has settled a lawsuit, and they did pay out on the lawsuit. Because they ain't no ginger. Yeah, that's right. You've heard this. Mm -hmm. The claim was that there is no ginger in in Canada Dry ginger ale. And the settlement was for $200,000. But I think Canada Dry caved too early. You know, they call it Coca-Cola, but there hasn't been actual Coke in it for like 100 years. I'm going to sue for that then. Dr. Pepper. There ain't no doctor in there either. No peppers. They don't use pepper in that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Sprite. They don't cut up elves. <laughs> I'm trying to just... Why elves? Oh, Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was a stretch. I've drank like so many root beers and never even got a little bit drunk. So <laughs> there's obviously no beer in there. Squirt. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, oh. that actually tastes like there might be some of that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Plus. Do you remember at our I events? I thought my fanny flutter comment was too far. <laughs> yeah. There was a period of time when we'd go out at events. We'd have pizza, and the pizza was, you know, pretty fresh and stuff, but... For some reason, we were given away like the least desirable sodas. We had Diet Squirt and then some other weird off brand that we were given out. But guess what? It was free. <laughs> and all you had to do was show you up think and take it. They care? No. Mm-hmm. It's free. Why? And this is a real question. Uh, in states where they have early voting, like ta- let's just say Texas, okay? Why would somebody wait until the day of the election? I mean, why why would you do that if you had the previous three weeks I mean, to go vote? Normally, it just seems like you're making it tougher on yourself, right? Under normal yeah. circumstances, I would understand waiting till the last day. Just like, oh, I forgot. Or, I, today's the last day to do it. Or if you're really undecided, which I doubt that anybody, you know, the number of people that well, are actually undecided for, at this know, point. But some of the other races. The railroad land commissioner, things like that. Maybe, yeah, you're a little undecided on that. I mean, I think a lot of people in the city in which we live might be thinking they would have voted differently in the mayoral race if they hadn't voted before uh, Thursday. Yeah. In fact, I saw some people posting that. That they would have voted differently for the mayor's race after the events of Thursday and ongoing. So, yeah, you might wait till the last minute to see what's going to happen. Maybe you're waiting to see when they... You don't know if your city's going to turn into a dumpster fire. (laughs) When they finally crack Hunter Biden's laptop or whatever, and you're uh, waiting to see that. But it just seems like, with the main election this year, waiting for the last minute, seems like you're just putting a a burden on yourself. By the way... Especially with the pandemic going on. Speaking of Hunter Biden's laptop... People do realize that you could easily just type something to look like an email, right? Um, well, the, th- the thing is, the FBI, I guess, has the actual thing. But at one time, Rudy Giuliani had it. And if he really wanted us to see it, he would have let the New York Times and the Washington Post and everybody else take a look at it. We but know for that some he's reason, down he's... to lay down and show it. So. Right. <laughs> My daughter was walking downstairs and a couple of those... Uh, ads with Yvette Harrell and Sochi Torres Small were running. Yeah. My daughter stops and she's not really engaged in politics, although she surprises me sometimes how much she does know. But she's like, wait, is this is this real? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's real. And she goes, I thought this was like a parody, like on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I thought this was like Parks and Rec. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened to be one of the of the, the Sochi Torres small. By the way, all those ads, those attack ads, aren't from either one of the campaigns. They're being paid by this outside uh, interest group. Kind of dark That's money suspicious. in a way. But um, it was the one that the people who want Sochi to win, and it was like, Yvette Harrell went to a bunch of fancy parties when she was a congresswoman. Oh, have you seen the one where it talks about the lobbies? She had a lobby in the lobby. lobby lobby. This right, (laughs) and and these have been going on back and back and forth. But it's like it went went on back and forth four years ago. Can you imagine though that your attack is that you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on is 
Oh, this person was elected to political office and went to a bunch of fancy parties in Washington. You know, kind of what everybody does in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it just, but both sides have been super egregious uh, this year on some of those down ballot things. So, have they said like how many people are going to be? Don't forget tomorrow if you're going to go vote tomorrow. You got to go to your polling station during the yes. lead up. You could yeah. have voted at any of the polling stations in your town, but you got to go to to the one that you're actually uh, supposed to go to. So you know, figure out use today to figure out where that is. You can't, uh, and this is kind of a blanket statement. You can't wear like candidate gear. Yeah, like you can't go oh, with correct. a with a tr- with a MAGA hat, or you can't go with a Biden Harris T shirt. They'll tell you. You know, you can't do that, so so don't do it. Also, uh, the people... I didn't see any, like, poll... What I would consider, like, a poll watcher. It was just, like, a bunch of senior citizens, for the most part. You know, but we've heard some stories before that there are going to be these patriot groups who are out there, and they're as close as they can get and still be following the law, I guess, but they're going to have their automatic rifles and stuff, and... I didn't see anything like that. Did you guys? No. No. Mm-mm. No, right. It was like it was like retirees giving you a sticker and a little finger condom. Oh, no. It was actually really cute because the one I went to, it was a, a younger. You oh, could, was it? Yeah, it was younger people. You could tell that were doing their civic duty and doing their part by uh, volunteering. But this poor kid had no idea what he was doing. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to. And he's like just frantic running around trying to figure out how to do it and i'm like eh, it's fine it's your first time don't worry about it and then you know it was because he couldn't find the election judge who was chain smoking out <laughs> i see <laughs> uh, maybe some younger so people come to vote huh yeah <laughs> maybe some younger people are doing it this year because of you know COVID. pandemic yeah COVID. well no and that's the thing they did ask for younger people to volunteer to oh because do it. the older folks are more in danger correct yeah right so that's why they were asking. There. Yeah. So this uh, this younger gentleman was you could tell was his first time working the polls for election day, and so I mean that's why everyone was super nice to him. Like it's okay, and he's like, I just don't know where he went. And I'm like, oh, the guy that was smoking out front. That's who you've been looking for this whole time. Usually, when you go, you see somebody there, and you're like, oh, I bet that person really got interested in politics when they volunteered for Alf Landon. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the trail of uh, cigarette butts. Uh, so everybody here's uh, voted. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Got your vote in. Yeah, we don't have to talk politics at all from here on out. I'm good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I voted. It hey, does, it doesn't you, exist to me anymore. That is my dad's theory. He doesn't want you. Like, Why am I going to watch the debate? I already voted. Yeah, nothing I can voted. do at this point. Can't change it now. Is without being specific, unless you want to, is there anything you would consider going back and changing on your vote? Or you're perfectly happy with the? Uh, I think with I'm happy with early. my choices. Especially all those people who are running unopposed and completely yeah. skipping over that. I it's wish good... I wouldn't have voted for them just to not give them that extra vote. <laughs> I did the first couple, and it's like, wait a second. And there's nobody there even running so against these people. And there were so many that didn't it's have like, opponents. I'm not even going to give them a vote. I'm not going to give them the satisfaction. <laughs> you ran unopposed. <laughs> they shouldn't even have wasted the ink. <laughs> right? <laughs> On the ballots. Yeah. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. So, a lot of people have noted that I've shaved for the first time in years and I'm, I'm clean shaved I'm bald faced right now 
And the reason is, is because I'm doing that uh, that evoke. Uh, You've heard me talk about it, right? They shoot the radio frequency and uh-huh. it like breaks Does up. Does it the... hurt? Uh-uh. Oh, no, nice. in fact, I just I fell asleep one time. <laughs> but usually I'm just sitting there doing a crossword on my phone or whatever, but no, it doesn't hurt at all, but they did say, you know, it'll work better if you didn't have this beard blocking the the radio frequency or whatever. It can actually touch your skin. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, it touches your skin. I mean, well, no, I know, the but it, it, could, it connects better if you don't oh, have sure. a beard. It needs to Absolutely contact. correct. So what I was thinking of doing for Movember mm-hmm. is just growing the mustache because that wouldn't interfere with, with the procedure. Okay. Are, you want a handlebar mustache? I, do you remember when Dave Gonzalez grew that crazy muchacho handlebar mustache? <laughs> Were you jealous? You know, You don't know David Gonzalez? Yeah, he works here, right? Jo- Joanna doesn't know who he is. We hadn't seen Dave like in a year, and he showed up, and he's got just this full on. He looked like he should have been riding one of those old timey bicycles with a giant front tire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go for that. See how okay. see how I can get ahead of that in the month of November. Does Remi- your mustache usually come in fast? Um, like in this week that you've had no. That you shaved it all off. Well, I you shaved been again. Found yourself I shaved having again. to do it again. I shaved on Saturday. So, oh. yeah. Now I've already shaved, oh, but not like super fast. I, you know, my, you know, Lou Romano. Mm-hmm. That dude can grow a full beard. All he has to do is sit for five minutes and strain. He has that. <laughs> it'll just pop right out. That it's, five o'clock shadow strain. shows up. It, it looks like the when the turning into the werewolf scene from American Werewolf in London <laughs> is what it looks like. Um. Remind me again, What? how is it good for the good cause, and what is the good cause again? Is it like butt cancer or something? What? What? The Movember thing. What is that for? <laughs> I was like, what but are you talking for about? prostate cancer. I, 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 I believe it's what? prostate and... Um, uh, Colorectal. You just lost all of us on that one, buddy. Well, and, and testicle, I believe, as well. The ones that affect the men. The the Movember. They're do, when they grow their mustache mm-hmm. and put it on with Movember. Yeah, they're doing I, I know it for it a now, cause. But you scared me. I was okay. like, what, what butt, butt cancer, cancer are you talking about? Uh, well, when I'm doing it, I just want to know what I'm doing it for, and I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. That's all for the testes. That's for the testes. And, and how do how does me growing a mustache help? Because what you would what you're the money that you're saving yeah. on blades you donate to. Like shave cream, blades, aftershave, all the stuff that you would normally use when you shave. For that entire month? For that month, you donate that to a cost. So like mm-hmm. 15 cents. What? <laughs> That's about what I would spend. How long you use one blade, cents? man? Yeah. I mean, you I just... You only use a blade, don't you? And then you don't... Do you use soap? I, I just use Water? soap in the shower. Yeah. I mean, I don't use shave cream. And I just, yeah, I use the same disposable blade for at least a month. Well, I think now we found out how he misses half of his face sometimes when he's shaving. <laughs> it's oh also God, dark when I do it. Okay, you so do I'm, a lot of things in the dark. So I'm growing a mustache because of testicular cancer, and I'm going to donate mm-hmm. 15 cents to testicular cancer. Okay. Okay. Well, let me blog about that every day. Really toot my own horn there. The McRib is coming back. Yeah, yeah. I was just writing back. about it. Who is? I was, yeah. Oh, well, don't McRib let me steal your thunder, back. 
But it Y'all says ever it's. Remember that episode of the Osbournes? Where, <laughs> oh, where Jack was what, Jack? going crazy. <gasps> the McRib is back. And then Kelly's just making fun of him for yeah. being so excited. Overcome with emotion that the McRib is back. That is the only thing I think of now. Every time I hear the McRib's back. <laughs> McRib's back. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but the McRib is back. <laughs> It says here this is the first time in eight years that it's been brought back nationwide. I guess maybe there were some stores that had brought it back. Right. They brought it back in portions. Like, so different areas could bring it back if they wanted to. But this is a nationwide uh, that they're going to go ahead and bring it back this time. So in case you are not aware, the McRib is a seasoned boneless pork slathered. And it just still weirds me out, the fact that they make fake bones in it. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. that, that has always thrown me off of it, yeah. is it looks like you're going to bite into a, a mouthful of bones. It looks like a... That's one of the reasons I never wanted to get it. I've never had here. a McRib. Eat that. I've never had one. Well, That's listen. Delicious. I finally <laughs> did, and it's, it, it's glorious. The really? McRib? Yeah. Delicious. The meat's good? Oh, yeah. Yes. Guys, should we try McRib? For have the you, first wait, Buzz, time? have you had a McRib? Never. <gasps> yeah, me and Buzz, we haven't had McRibs before. McRibs for everybody. Hold them up. McRibbed for our pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> why you You're going to put that? that in your mouth, man. Why, why, why you do you that? Why you say it like that? Why you do that? Just getting in the spirit of things. So why you do like this? They are scheduled to <laughs> hit. Was your beard your filter? And now it's gone. Yeah. Maybe. I keep doing it. The McRib is scheduled to hit all... And there's over 14,000 McDonald's stores nationwide exactly one month from today. So mark that on your calendar. <laughs> What's wrong, Lisa? Joanna, stop. You started it. Have you seen, you haven't seen that video. Never mind. It's this girl, she's trying to straighten her hair, but they, but they did it to like... Governor Abbott, while watching the COVID numbers, is like, "Why well, I keep doing that? I want it to go down like this, but it keeps going up like this." <laughs> no, I now, now it's my turn to say I have no clue what you're talking I'm gonna about. I'm gonna send you a video. <laughs> I came across the original ad that ran for the McRib back in 1981. Mm-hmm. And who in it? Was there anybody cool, or was it just like the um, McRib? It's new. Let's just say it was Samuel L. Jackson. Ooh, yeah, Ooh, cool. Let's just say that. But oh, they actually make mind. one of the points of it is to let people know there aren't bones in the McRib. All right. Mm. So Did you say that was Samuel L. Jackson? No, I was just lying. I mean, oh. she, she asked, is there somebody who was famous in it? So I, it was Denzel Washington, actually. No, of so course. I was about to say that you're, you're doing that thing you're again doing where you think again, they all look alike. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Today is a great day in cat history. Joanna probably already knows about this. 25 years ago, uh-huh. Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders guest starred on Friends and learned Smelly Cat from Phoebe. Oh. So that's what a, are they feeding you? I was going to give Joanna smelly a chance cat. to do your own version of Smelly Cat. Smelly Cat, Smelly Cat, it's not your fault. <laughs> Very good. Uh, so that was 25 years ago, quarter century, that Chrissy Hind learned how to play Smelly Cat from Phoebe. So my Halloween was uneventful, mm-hmm. and it sounds like a lot of people's was, but do you want me to tell you this actual night of horror that went down in Canada, Joanna? Yeah. 
This is all true. Quebec City, a man dressed in medieval clothing and armed with a Japanese-style sword killed two people and wounded five others on Halloween. The attacks happened near the historic Chateau Fontanon in Quebec City. Now listen, listen to the next part. Okay. The attack on randomly chosen victims went on for nearly two and a half hours while police pursued the man armed with a katana throughout the city's downtown core. So this guy was going around mm-hmm. stabbing and slashing people with this, like a samurai sword, and it was going on for hours. Does, does that not sound like a, like a horror movie? Yes. Uh, the Quebec City Prosecutor's Office says that the suspect, Carl Girard, 24, faces two counts of first-degree murder and five counts of attempted murder. Police uh, believe that his motives were not terrorism. But here's what uh, the head of police in Quebec City said. Last night, meaning Saturday night, we were thrust into a night of horror when a 24-year-old man who does not live in Quebec City came here with the clear intention of taking as many victims as possible. And the people uh, who were killed were identified as 56-year-old Francois Duchesne and 61-year-old Suzanne Clermont. I mean, that's a nightmare, right? That's something out of a... But he was dressed in medieval clothing, so he was even in costume. Um, <gasps> Spooky. But if it, come on, man, two and a half hours he was running around, somebody buy those Canadian police a gun or something. <laughs> Everybody watch The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there was a little fan service there that uh, Boba Fett didn't show up, but his clothes did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. And uh, we finally got to see, and uh, when I say finally, you might have seen this in a comic or like a Clones War. I'd never seen a crate dragon before. I'd heard crate dragons referred to, but it was all about the crate dragon. So remind me what happened at the very end. So, Yeah, who was that guy at the end, Buzz? Oh, yeah. I saw was... it, and I'm like, I'm going to ask Buzz what, who that is. What, remind, refresh some, my memory. Some, they show some guy. I don't know who it is. <sighs> yeah, it's. Um, I saw an article that talked about it, and they're like, who was the mysterious character at the end of The Mandalorian? Uh, You'd have to give me some specifics, because I'm not recalling. Uh, it, uh, he was wearing all black, um, bald head. It looked like he had a sword. Oh, that's Boba Fett. No. That's the same actor, man. Yeah, but is he playing Boba Fett? I believe so. It's him. He's bald. From what I'm seeing from the pictures yeah, here, I completely forgot guy. about this. The guy who played Boba Fett in... It's hard to discern who the character is initially, but we know it's Boba Fett, given that the actor playing him is uh, Tamara Morrison, a post-original trilogy Star Wars staple who notably played Jango Fett. Right, who... Uh, Sam uh, Mace Windu cut his head off. Yeah. So he's Boba... Because he was a clone of Jango. Why didn't he go get his own armor back? Maybe he's not allowed to because he he um, took his mask off. Oh, okay. that's a good point. So they're saying for sure that that character's Boba Fett. 
this says, well, yeah, I mean, that's it's, it's the same Fett. actor. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying Either the last or- known location of Boba Fett's armor was on Fett himself when he was eaten. However, the appearance on the Disney Plus show suggests that he was actually able to survive. Yeah, they've been talked about him being yeah, yeah, the yeah. Sarlacc pit, that it wasn't the end of the world for him. But it could also be another random clone. Because remember, they, they all they would have looked alike. The, they sped up the aging process for most of the clones that were in the war. Right. And then there was a select few where they slowed down, or at least I know they did it with Boba, where they slowed down the aging process to normal speeds. Well, so that was a personal request from Django because yeah. he wanted a son. But, yeah, all the clone troopers would have looked like Jango Fett. Explain or to the me early again, clone troopers. Where is Mandalorian taking place in the Star Wars timeline? Okay. After, yeah. after Return of the Jedi, before The Which Force Awakens. Which is that? Okay. Episode 6. Let me do this. Oh, please do. After they blow up the second Death Star and yeah, all the Ewoks are it. dancing. Yes. After that... Oh, is that where they're in the forest and they're dancing? Okay, thank you. So after that and after Darth Vader dies. Okay. But before, like, before all the new ones, the ones that just came out. Okay. Before that. Oh, okay. So say there's a 30-year span in between the end of Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. So we're five, yeah, it says Return of the Jedi is five years before The Mandalorian. Yeah. There you go. I didn't remember which movie was her. So that's why you see, like, stormtroopers are really kind of mercenaries at this point, and there are a lot of references to fighting the Empire and the fall of the Empire and the Battle of Endor and all this stuff. Uh-huh. You hear that throughout. The thing that always gets me, and this episode, season two of The Mandalorian, uh-huh. uh, aired on Friday on Disney Plus is how it hits all the beats of an old Western. A Western TV show, which were typically either 30 minutes or an hour long, but this one, uh, without giving away too much for people who haven't seen it, had uh, the Tuscan Raiders, also known as the Sand People, and the plot was like, oh, the townspeople have to get together with their sworn enemies, the Indians. That's what the the Sand People signify here. And you've got a gunslinging sheriff, and you've got a uh, mysterious man from out of town just and the he wa- helps save the yeah. town <gasps> just the way it hits all those beats of, uh-huh. a, of an old time western have you ever looked into the directors for the mandalorian mm-hmm. they, no i'm I, talking to buzz i know you probably dude, have. i'm telling you watch gallery it's the documentary yeah. it is fascinating because you have not only these major directors but they talk about how they know that it's a western that's the reason why when the mandalorian walks you hear what sounds like, like spurs. spurs right yeah. it's his armor but it sounds just like spurs yeah. I mean, it's really interesting just to hear like each director talk about why they did something in a certain way like Bryce Dallas Howard, she's like, I've worked on movies like this before. I know how hard it is for the actors and what they want to portray through their characters. And then like Dave Filoni, who did the Clone Wars TV show, him just go off about, well, technically this armor, this is a buzz moment. Like technically that armor wouldn't be on that stormtrooper because of the difference on the actual shorter blade. Like he's really into the details of the character. You, you always surprise me, Sanchez. Like hmm. you... you you're not sure when the order of the movies, but then you pull out Dave Filoni from uh, Attack from what? Because I say? like documentaries. He did, the, he did the animated series. Yeah, yeah, he did the animated series. But I, I like I like documentaries. I like to hear the making of and the behind the scenes stuff. So it's just interesting to see how you know John Favreau picked the different directors and why he 
specifically chose each of them. And then um, to hear like, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard talk about, oh, yeah, I fell asleep, you know, at a dinner with my dad and George Lucas one day. And they were talking about all this stuff when I was like 12. And so it's, um, you know, it's interesting just to hear. And then, you know, Robert Rodriguez is uh, directing one of the episodes. One that's already on or up this one of the season, upcoming? This season. They have seven different directors. I think Carl Weathers is one of the directors, too, this oh. season. Um, well, I'm super excited. If if they'd have put them all out, I'd already be done with it. But, you know, say an episode is 30... Is that about what they are? 30, this 30 one minutes was over long? an hour. Yeah, it's okay. a long one. Well, it took you an hour to watch it. It took me an hour and 20 minutes because the thing buffers so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're still having trouble with that? Yeah. I was wondering that, and too. it's the only one that I have that kind of problem <gasps> with. You know Disney what? Plus mine was buffering. One. Yesterday, was, mine was buffering, and I got scared. I'm like, it's happening to me mm. now for all the times I made fun of Buzz. Joanna jinxed me because she wrote that in our little group chat, and then I was like, oh, no, now mine's buffering, too. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We've got the Urban Dictionary game standing by, and, of course, everybody can play along at home. Just don't look it up. And make your best guess, so we'll get to that coming up here in just a few moments. But before we do that, let's take a look at our Mosho calendar and daily almanac of events. There's a lot going on today. Today is uh, Day of the Dead, also known as All Souls Day. It's that... Uh, Let's some cocoa. It's that cocoa holiday. There you go. Today is National Deviled Egg Day. You guys like a good deviled egg? Oh, yeah, buddy. You like me a good deviled mm. egg. Stateline ones. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. The Mexican deviled eggs there. They're oh. so good. I could eat two orders of that. And I just told Joanna, too. I'm on my sixth bowl of pasole in the last 36 hours. Mother-in-law made some. Gave us a big nice. time. My wife was like, I think she gave us too much. She told us to freeze it. That's a challenge. <laughs> I win. We got some uh, celebrities having birthdays. Nelly is 46. Is it getting hot in her? It's getting hot in her. <laughs> He's still on Dancing with the Stars? I think so. He's doing great, actually. I saw a few of his performances. I haven't seen... I don't guess I've seen one bit of it this year. From... Corn bassist Fieldy is having a birthday. He's 51 today. And one of the friends is having a birthday. David Schwimmer, who played Ross, is 54. He also played uh, Robert Kardashian in that TV movie. Somehow Robert Kardashian was seven inches taller than O.J. Simpson. Simpson. You think oh, they would he, have at least had had uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. stand on a phone book or something? Yeah, do something there. Oh, mm-hmm. and he was remember he was also in Band of Brothers. David Schwimmer was. Yeah, he was. Uh, I can't remember his, the uh, the name of his character. That He's, was after. It, that was way after Friends, or at the well, tail was, end of Friends. Probably I think it was while Friends was still on. Um, yes, because it came out in two thousand one, and he played the original drill instructor that was a complete bonehead. And when they would do training exercises, he was constantly screwing up. So they decided uh, we need Did to get they frag him out of here. Did they frag him? Oh, <laughs> you didn't watch the rest of it. What do you mean by frag him? Fragging is when you intentionally kill a senior officer. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. okay. No, he. I, I don't think he ever really made it to battle. Like when he would fail in the training exercises, 
the higher ups realized we can't put this guy out there, so they just moved him back to train just, the troops. I just can't see Ross Geller being a drill instructor, even an incompetent one. Oh, Sobel, Captain Sobel. Well, he he plays it really, really well because he's incompetent and he's an ass. Hmm. If you've never seen Band of Brothers, go watch it. It's amazing. Start to finish, how long would it take me to watch the entire series? Ten hours, I think. Yeah. Ten or twelve. Ooh. My my friends would do it on um, Veterans Day or Memorial Day, one of those holidays. They get up early, seven a.m., start it, and then watch it all the way. Is through. it Vietnam or WW two? World War two. All right. It's about. Um, see now, I'm, I, I think seen it's the same source it. material that that Mel Gibson movie was from. Maybe. Well, there's a book called Band of Brothers. Ring announcer Michael Buffer is 76 today. He's the famous one, and he patented that thing, so I can't even tell you the thing he says. But Let's go ready to do stuff? Yeah, let's get okay. ready to... Rumble, get ready to let's. Mm. How about that? And actress Stephanie Powers uh, from Heart to Heart is 78 today. This date in history, 131 years ago, in the year 1889, North Dakota and South Dakota were admitted as the 39th and 40th states in the Union. So I guess you they just it was did like, it. Oh, sure, there's a lot of land up there, so why don't we split it into two? Too much Rather than for, just having one Dakota. Seems like it's too much for just one Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> If you ever watched on uh, HBO, if you ever watched Deadwood, like a lot of Deadwood was about that. They were trying to, that's what they were striving toward was getting statehood, right? Statehood, yeah, for the Dakota Territory. And on this date in history, this is kind of a little offbeat, but it also goes way back in time. So November the 2nd, 1898. Wait, is that the same year as the North and South Dakota thing? Remember, remember, the 2nd yeah. of November. Listen to this. As the same day that that happened, the first cheerleader for a college football game, and it was at uh, University of Minnesota, November 2nd, 1898, the first college football cheerleader who was a dude, and it would stay that way <laughs> for several it decades. Was it was, and, and all the cheerleaders were guys. Uh for 30 or years or more. This I is really the Urban Dictionary to, game. I really got to figure out those lyrics. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I heard one in there. Pocket I had... tank? Hmm. Don't look it up. Now, don't look them up because I might use them in the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> Was one of them bankruptcy? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's the other one that, that popped up in my head. All right. This is the Urban Dictionary game, which is incredibly popular. Brandon is going to give us a word or phrase. We're trying to... Uh, Guess what the definition in Urban Dictionary is, so lay it on us, please. Hold on. The, the top definition for Pocket Tank isn't Uh-oh. very exciting. It's just a, it's a, it's a game. It's like a video game. But oh, there's a secondary yeah. definition that's totally going to make it into the game. All right. All right but mm-hmm. today, it's more of a phrase. Okay. I need you guys to give me the definition okay. for the triple B. B as in boy? B as in boy. The triple B. B. We have the amount of times in the commercial. So and this I can is tell you right commercial. now, it is not the Better Business Bureau. Triple B, I'm showing it here. I've just written it down. So we're going to have four, four and a half minutes to 
figure out what we think the triple B is according to Urban Dictionary. All right. Use your time wisely. Wouldn't you know this is the this uh-huh. is the short break. So, <laughs> so we'll come back and uh, we'll all have something. We'll see if anybody can get kind of close. Points will be awarded in the Urban Dictionary game. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Boy, that uh, that commercial break really flew by. But <laughs> I've got my answer. I made the mistake of going over and checking Facebook, and people had already put their guesses in mm-hmm. for what the triple B mm-hmm. means. <laughs> but I had already I had already written my answer, so I just I went with my original answer, even though I like some of our. Oh, some these of are our, some good yeah, ones. Yeah, there's some good ones in the and chat I today. Think of one. I like the Porky Pig one. A bitch. Bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah. You couldn't think of one, Joanna? No, I got one. Oh, but you did? I, it took me a while. But theirs are better, you think? But these are pretty good, yeah. All right. Also, coming up, it's our first show in the month of, D- of uh, November. <laughs> or December. <laughs> no, it's November. And at the beginning of every month, the first chance we get, I always try and... Tell you what's coming up, what we're looking forward to in the month month of November. Or, as others like to call it, level 11 of Jumanji. Great. We all wrote down our guesses uh, on the definition. Brandon, one more time, today's Urban Dictionary phrase. The triple B. The B as in boy. B. Boy. Who, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. All right, Joanna. All right. The triple B for me is Bears, Beats, oh, Battlestar Galactica. Oh. I like it. All right. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> for me, the triple B, these are things that would make a great weekend or party or whatever. Mm-hmm. Beer. Cool. Boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> bongs. <laughs> oh. And believe me, it was a tough choice between bongs and banjos. I, <laughs> I thought maybe the triple B could be a woman. You know, she's got it all, but she's got the boobs. She's got the booty. Butterface. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a good one. I thought you were very Thank creative. You. I so like it. Do you want to hear great. where I thought Sanchez was going with this? Where? Why? Boobs, mm-hmm. butt, and beave. Oh, Gross. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Unfortunately, no direct no. winners today. But I, felt, I felt one of those would be right. I am telling you, very, very creative. Very I am going to give four points to both Joanna and Lisa Woo! for the absolute creativity <laughs> because not only, like, Joanna brought up the office. That's, a, that's an easy way to get a win there. Cool. That was fantastic. <laughs> Lisa went, it was very positive, positive, but here you go. This is why you got to include that third B because she mm-hmm. got the butterface. Nice. It's just not quite there. And I award Buzz three points because while it was still good, it was a little more generic than I think what we're looking for. Yeah, However, basic. Yeah, really? yeah, there's your B right there. <laughs> yeah, <You're> basic. basic. <laughs> so the actual <laughs> definition Don't of, you Eleanor shell shrop me. The actual... <laughs> The actual definition for the triple B is back burner bitch. Ooh. Whoa. 
I have a, a lot of those. Oh, hold on, let me let that just sink in for a second. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm imagining that Lisa and Joanna probably have an yeah. idea what that is. Mm-hmm. What do you think it means, Buzz? Oh, that's a good one. Just like your side piece. No. Like you're the girl that you call third, like on a Saturday. At the, so you got your Dang. you got your main piece you make plans with, then you got your backup piece, and you still have the respect to make plans a few days in advance. But your back burner bitch, you just call her the day of, or the <laughs> night of, or like midnight. That's your, your BBB. You mean your booty call? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of. You're on the right path. So the back burner bitch or the triple B, it's a name for someone who your group of friends does not particularly like to hang out with. But if you are alone and all your other friends are busy, you call your triple B and they are always anxious and willing to hang out. It's pretty much your last resort when there's nobody else to hang with. So your back burner bitch could be your guy friend that nobody likes. There's a conversation here. Bob says, hey, are we all hanging out tonight? Fred, of course. Is the triple B coming? Uh, no. Well, thank God. Okay. Guys, Sean Connery, who played James Bond, has died at the age of 90. When I heard that news, I was shaken. Not stirred. Not stirred. <laughs> Only two more months of 2020 left to go. Let's let's attack these last two months and get through it, Okay. <laughs> Here are a few things to look forward to well, in November. Let's lead it off. Mandalorian. Hello. Every Woo-hoo! Friday from here yeah. on out. Uh, number one on the list. The election will finally be over. But will it really be over if they're still hashing it out? And a lot of states, too. I, I forgot which one, but one of them said that they'll take ballots all the way up until Friday. As long as they are postmarked as of... I think that was Pennsylvania. Yeah, as, mm. as long as they are postmarked as of Tuesday. And they have uh, early voting, and they have a whole bunch that are just sitting there, and they're not allowed to count them yet because of Pennsylvania law. You have to wait until Election Day to start counting. You couldn't get a head start counting them? Nope. nope. Some of them they do. Like some of the, Every state is different. So some states, it's like you can start counting them as of the day before, like two hours before it hits Election Day. Okay. So the, it's wild. All the rules. And everyone's kind of saying that now. They're like, what? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like everyone's freaking out about this woman who passed away in Wisconsin. What? Because she voted and then passed away? Yeah. And, and it's so, like, oh, well, a dead person voted. So they no, they are throwing out her ballot. She's not allowed to vote. Because she's dead, but she was you alive, be alive on election day. Yep. Oh. But these are certain rules that people are saying, well, that's ridiculous. Well, it's, it's a law that's been in, in effect for... Forever, so it's. <laughs> I don't even know who that old lady. Vo- or I don't even know if she's. She's an old not lady, old. But- she was twenty years old. Oh god! Oh, damn. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It got I don't dark. know who she voted for, but but I'm against it. Against what? Throwing her vote out? Yeah, she was alive when she voted. It's, I mean, if but she. Did, not, but uh, but I, I think the law? whole point here is it's on election day. Yeah, you have to be alive on election like that's day. That's your deadline. So, but that's the thing is that they're saying people deadline. Are, People are saying it's uh, it's unfair, but it's like, well, that's a that's a rule that's been in effect. It's just we now know about it. So if you want to change it, change the law. Yeah, change the law. All right. So by the way, they have a Fox Bet Super Six. You know, that's the the app that they have where you can you just kind of pick football games and in in certain criteria. And that's that thing you keep seeing the commercials for is win a million dollars of Terry Bradshaw's money. Okay, it's that, and they have one for Election Day. And do you want me to fill it out for you? 
What, what are the, are they just the asking like who you are, think are going to win? Who's going to win? What percent of the popular vote will Kanye West receive in Colorado? And then it gives you a bunch of options. Who will win the popular vote I'll in Florida by the end of election day, as reported by AP? Okay. Uh, who will be winning the overall popular vote by the end of election day, as reported by AP? Will either President Trump or Joe Biden give a concession speech on election day? I put big old no on that's that a big, one. That's a big no. Neither one of them are going to concede on election day. What will at real Donald Trump mention first in a tweet on election day, excluding retweets? Now, the options are Sleepy Joe, Fake News, Fracking, Hunter, Obama, or none of the above. All of the above. Do they give you that option? No, just one of the no. uh, none of the above. And uh, what will Joe Biden mention first in a tweet on election day, excluding retweets? Folks, uh, climate change, COVID, mask, character, none of the above. Well, we may not know who wins by the end of uh, Tuesday night, but at least we'll be done with all the political ads true in uh in sports football and also we're looking at everything coming up in the month of november a special fall edition of the masters starts a week from thursday if you like award shows we've got the rock and roll hall of fame ceremony that airs saturday this saturday on hbo if you like that uh, crap, they had the audacity to call country music. They got the 54th annual CMA Awards on the 11th, the People's Choice Do they have Awards. An award show like every week. On uh, the 15th, and the American Music Awards are the 22nd. Lots of fall TV. Some uh, very popular shows are returning in the month of November. Grey's Anatomy and Law and Order SVU return next Thursday. Season four of The Crown hits Netflix on the 15th. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. It. I'm not even caught up. I'm close, but I'm not quite caught up. NCIS returns on the 17th. A Million Little Things on the 19th. You might have heard about a reboot of Animaniacs. Yeah. yeah. That lands on Hulu November 20th. We're zany to the max. This is also the month that the reboot of Saved by the Bell is going to hit Peacock, and that's going to be on the 25th. And finally, the major holidays, uh, Veterans Day is the 11th, Thanksgiving is the 26th, but also tomorrow is National Sandwich Day. It is. Friday is National Nacho Day. Uh, 23rd is National Espresso Day, and we got Black Friday and Cyber Monday coming up this month, so look for those uh, big online deals, probably. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Here are the results of the uh, Buzz Adams Morning Show home decoration contest. Kudos to Joanna and Brandon because they really went all out. Woo, bring it. <laughs> yeah. Joanna had really good lighting. I really like, like that's something. That's something that I think we need to step up at my house is because Joanna's looked. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was from a movie. Right. Buzz and I were just participating. We really weren't there to win. So uh, That wasn't even this year's photo. Lisa came... <laughs> well, you were all... I mean, you left town. 
<laughs> well, I, was, I mean, technically you both did for a week was, in the middle of the month. Yeah, I was out of town, so I went through my, you know how Facebook brings up those memories? It's like, oh, here's a, the time I decorated my house three oh, years ago. Oh, crud, I could have just photoshopped a whole thing, right? Yeah, so no. I just... Were you going to take the time to do that? No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, it was like, here's your Facebook memory from four years ago when my, my roommate <laughs> decorated the house. I'm all, this works. All right, so Lisa and I both got... Uh, 3.6% of the vote, Woo! which we didn't even deserve that. Yeah, we didn't, no. <laughs> Joanna came in second with 40% Woo! of the vote. Yeah. And Brandon with 52% of the Woo! vote. So Brandon <laughs> is, has a clear mandate <laughs> on the yeah. home decorating uh, contest sponsored by Jack in the Box. I yeah, seriously man. considered decorating like my house for Christmas this weekend because I'm like, well... <gasps> Somebody already decorated for Christmas. Like, they... Totally went from Halloween and then Christmas. Oh yeah, no, I know yeah. a you know few what? people Go for have done it. it. Yeah, go for it. It's twenty twenty. We don't. Nobody cares yeah. anymore. My mom had somebody put up lights for her last week. They, I guess they were already in the neighborhood and they were stringing up lights for the neighbors. And she went and talked to them, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll put up the lights for you. We'll take them down when the season's over, and then when we take them down, we'll also clean your gutters." Oh, that's not oh, a bad I tell deal. Tell my that's... nephews every year to do that. Go around the neighborhood and just ask. Hey, oh man, I... you could make a killing doing know, that. Do you don't... know how much my mom paid for that crap? You could make a... Take a guess. Two hundred and fifty. Two fifty. What? Whoa. Two hundred fifty bucks. But then again, I don't want her doing it. I'm not there to help out. You know. They provide the lights, or they no. They it's take her lights. lights. It's her lights. Um, they they put them up. They take them down. And I think the more important thing is they're going to clean the gutters out, which in Oregon in the winter time is a big uh, deal. Like it has to be done. I've seen the trucks driving around. It's like they got you know grown ups who do this as a business. Mm-hmm. Um, two hundred fifty doesn't sound. I'm gonna start too sending my bad. nephews because they usually help the neighbor out, and she gives them like fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah. but just walk around and mm-hmm. knock on the doors and ask people if you if they can put up their lights. Do they do a good job? Because I kind of know how kids are. Yeah, <laughs> the, the oldest is like I don't want to pay fifty bucks for a half-assed job. No, the oldest usually runs it because he's like twenty-two, and oh, then the oh, other oh, two I thought help all your nephews out. were like no, no supervisor. Kids. Yeah, no. They got a supervisor. I'm gonna be their new supervisor. Yeah, I got go you a, a gig a at this house that. down the street. Go get a cut of that, man. Yeah. If there's uh, if advertise there... it right now, Joanna. See, My s- nephews will put up your Halloween, your Christmas lights. There you go. Hit, hit her up. It's uh, Joanna at Buzz Adam. How much do I have to pay them? <laughs> Joanna, how much do I pay them? How big is your house? It's not big. You've how seen many it. lights do you have? I don't have any, but I'll go buy some if they'll do it for me. All right. <laughs> we have a ladder. Hey, well, can I give them money? Will they go buy them for me, too? <laughs> <laughs> as little effort as possible. Just, I'll just Venmo. <laughs> yeah, at least just Venmo's a ton Ven- of money. Venmo here's the, here's the lights. Wait, do they clean the gutters? No. They won't clean the gutters? Well, I'm pretty sure if you gutters? chip in, they will. The gutters, I, I don't... Also, I, I got a windowsill up there that needs to be painted on the second floor. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have Joanna. a child living or a man with living with you? That no, is the just... most worthless... Like, I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, Nico, Nico can you. pitch in. Nico can't pitch in on anything except drinking my beer. Remember <laughs> That's when... the only thing he pitches in. Well, remember when... Is he alive? It came to the yeah. to decorating. Buzz asked him, he was like, hey, decorate for Halloween. And it was, you know, later that week where Nico was like, well, don't you have any more instructions? I don't know what to do. And I told him, these are my instructions. Make a Halloween decoration. But then I immediately left town. So I told him to do it. And he was like, uh, you got to give me some more instructions. It's like, Nico, I'm giving you Halloween the instructions. But That's put it. A, 
Go to the dollar store. That's where some of our stuff came from. Oh, totally. I was out of town, so I didn't care. I was like, um, I don't need to decorate. Well, I this. cared because Kevin kept sending me texts. Yeah, they were pretty adamant it. about you doing it. It man. was you, yeah. Oh, yeah, they so, were. I love how they were worried about you, me, using a photo from three years ago. <laughs> nobody needed to know, though. It's fine. Surprise. I want to talk. Contest is Hold over. On. Joanna, here's what mm. you need to do. You need to get all of your nephews ready to roll and just go to Buzz's house. I want to start just, going through your just, neighborhood. No, and just, just start doing stuff at his house. And just and do then it. just give and him then, like an invoice at the end of everything. Yeah. Bingo. That's genius. Probably I'd you pay know, it. I was going to say, you know he's going to pay it. I'm just going to yeah. go get an order in right be... now at Home Depot, like a curbside pickup, and be like, all right, you guys go pick up the stuff I bought and then bring it to my house and put it up, and then I'll give you more money, and boom, we're done. I want to talk a little bit about what's happening in El Paso County. So um, I, I honestly don't know who the authority to listen to is because they're saying, saying the opposite. Where's, Car- we, where's Cartman when you need him? We are the product of a broken, broken home. home now yeah right. are we it's, with mama margo or daddy Samaniego this it's week like, it's like the county judge and the mayor of el paso were only staying together for the kids yeah, yeah. like they were just but it's and the time. fighting just got bad and they just decided not mm-hmm. to and so they, they had a conscious uncoupling something happened mm-hmm. last week on thursday the county judge who whose ruling supersedes the mayor said, we're going back on lockdown. We've had these unprecedented numbers. This is a legitimate spike uh, in the number of COVID-19 cases. We had over 10,000 cases in one week. Uh, so the county judge said, back on lockdown, what that means is no more in-restaurant in dining. Gyms got to close. Salons, spas, barbershops. So that's what he said. In the course of the afternoon when this was going on, the mayor of El Paso said, Nuh-uh, you can't do that. <laughs> and then he got on the horn, I guess, with the Attorney General Ken Paxton, who's, you know, got a lot on his plate right now, too. But Ken Paxton, the Attorney General, agreed and overruled the county judge. On Friday, we had the mayor on in the, in the 9 o'clock Mountain Time hour. And he threw some stuff out there, uh, including that it was a congresswoman who was pulling the strings here and that the the county judge doesn't have the authority and that it's not going to be enforced. And I and when we asked him straight up, so what do we do? He said, stay open. He said, stay mm-hmm. open. Go back. Go about your business. Yep. Wear your face covering to stores, but nothing's closed. Well, later that day, so this is after we were done for the week, uh-huh. county judge comes back and says, no, it's legal, it's enforceable. First of all, no, he it, came back and roasted Margo for coming on our show. Right. <laughs> oh, snap, did he really? <laughs> you oh didn't see God. that? No. It came you know, out the, after the show. The only like, thing that ticks me all, off is when they just say on a local radio station instead of saying, give us our credit, yeah, come dude. on. And especially because we sent an invite to him. Have we heard back at all? Yeah. Uh, wait, no, I couldn't get the number. On? I couldn't get his number. Well, look, okay, look. Obviously, he knows of this radio Y'all station. Listen he knows in. of us. He's probably tuning in right now. Call up, man. We want to get both sides of the story. Oh no, he roasted like saying how horrible it is for to go to the media. Oh, yeah, there, here it says. I would like to start by stating that any reasonable person knows that fighting through the media is never good for a healing community it's or good a for community us. that yeah. is under siege by a deadly virus. Dang. <laughs> 
But at the same time, come on the show. Let's hear your well, but, but see, what he, he's, he's talking out of his ass right there because the problem is we're trying to get the information to people because nobody knows right. what exactly to do. The nobody problem knows. Is, I would is talk to Judge Samaniego. I would have been talking to Judge Samaniego all along. But Ooh, tea time. He, he and the mayor had been on the same page. I think right. they both said we had been in lockstep Ooh. up until last Can week. Can you please say whatever you're allowed to say on the record because didn't you get some message after the show too on Friday? I cannot say that on the record. Never oh. mind. <laughs> oh, man. Brandon will tell you off the air. Oh, yeah. yeah. No. He I, got a message. Um, by the way, uh, K Fox hooked us up. They did say that uh, Margo was on with KLAQ. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Did they mention Buzz Adams' morning show? Because no, I feel like that's, that's more really, the brand. I know, I know. Did them win the extra mile? They put in a picture of Buzz. They yeah, put in a picture they did. Of Lisa. Oh man, God bless Fit Fam. Fit Fam. Yeah, right right, right after the show, that interview was up. And Fit Fam well, I mean, does better that. putting our stuff on the internet than, than we, we do. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt about that. We, we thank them for that. We just outsourced to Fit Fam, and then we all could just take it easy. God. That is our TMZ. We gotta love them. There's people that were commenting on that video, and it was funny because Fit Fam would just they would they would chime in and be like, "Clearly, you didn't actually listen to the interview. It was right. people. It was people just blurting out things that was right based on an opinion that wasn't right. based on what the interview or the facts of the case were. The, here's this uh, video <laughs> with information, but you go ahead and make your comments without without right? any knowledge of the referenced video. I love how That's, Buzz goes. Did you give them my photo? I'm like, no, I didn't give them your photo. <laughs> They found it. That's called taking the initiative. Exactly. They Bravo. Do, they did better than we do. Good job. I don't think I know any of those guys, but they, they got my stamp of approval, that's for sure. So, and then it broke down into law enforcement. So the sheriff, the county sheriff came out and said, we are going to enforce uh, the shutdown. Uh, that is the county judge's rule. We're going to enforce that. The police chief came out and said... We are not going to enforce it. So you've clearly got the the sheriff's office on the side, or the sheriff anyway. I don't know about everybody that works there, on the side of the county judge and on the side of uh, side of the lockdown. You've got the police department on the side. I'm I'm wondering if we're going to see a situation where you've got sheriffs and they're writing a citation, and then the police show up and write a citation to the sheriffs for writing a citation <laughs> to a gym for being open. But you guys were saying that that you do know of citations. Yeah, were the citations fines or were they warnings? My understanding is that they were fines, and they listed a couple of places. One of them they Give put me some of the places. A Don Carbone and Anthony. Dang. Isn't that out of their jurisdiction? No, there's Anthony, Texas, and Anthony, New Mexico. Oh, okay. oh right. That Don Carbone's the one by Kevin's house. <gasps> okay. Um, and it, so that's that's kind of the vicinity that it, it appears that they were at. Was there uh, Great American Steakhouse in Vinton as well? And then uh, the not the Coralito that's over off of Donovan, but the one that's over off of Airway. They got, oh, strange. They got pinged as well. Yeah, make your way to the east side where everything's happening. They went Those all the way Those are the, the three out. places? <laughs> Did those, you are say, the, those are the three that we know of. Did you say Cattleman's and Venton? No, Great American Steakhouse. Oh, oh, oh. You know where Cattleman's is, right? Yeah. Where yeah, we went on our Valentine's on our, Day date. Yeah, you and me on our mandate. <laughs> we didn't mean it to be, but it was, like, it was like the day after Valentine's Day, and they still had it decorated, and they put us at this the, really... Mood lighting? Oh, there was a candlelight on the table. There, there was a heart on the table as it well. It was the day of one of the That's beer... Fa- it was the day that, yeah. that we had the beer fest inside the garage at Southwest University. Yeah. <laughs> And, and we then, made it out there, and Buzz and I are walking around the zoo, like out at Cattlemen's. We're looking at the animals, and Buzz just looking at me and goes, This is the gayest bleep I think I've ever done in my life. 
But all day at the beer fest, Brandon was like, I could really go for a good steak. Yeah. I could really go for a good steak. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, you, you That was the go day the some guy puked on the floor of that beer fest. <laughs> and like, I almost stepped in it and some, God bless whoever it was, some listener like stopped me like, no, and grabbed me. Because <laughs> yeah, no, someone just lost their cookies <laughs> there. I was so scared. If shout out to whoever that listener was who stopped me, I appreciate you so much. If I had a membership, like slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> if I had a membership at a gym, I guess I would call and say, right. which one are you guys following? Because so I need it, to know whether to come in or you not. You know what? And it depends because one of my gyms said on Friday they're like we're going to stay open, and then I guess on Saturday the the sheriffs came through and told them no, you need to shut down. But I guess they did get a warning. They were told, hey. We're warning you now. You need to shut down. So they did shut down. But then the other one, uh, they're like, nope, we're open. We're staying open. Did you follow the ping pong match that was whether or not our haunted attraction was going to be open? Oh, yeah. Because that- yeah, yeah, up until the last minute. Man. Because mm-hmm. I was working Saturday. So I had to, I'm like, so are we open? We're closed. We're open? Okay, great. The next thing I get a text message from Kevin. Nope, we are now closed. We are, <laughs> we are closed I was just following all the stuff, and it would pop up. Somebody would ask, are you guys open? Our plan is to be open. Now we're closed. So <laughs> that, that thing was a whole back and forth. And if you're confused. So are we. So are we. I don't know Very eventful who weekend, to listen though. to now. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Joanna's got entertainment later this hour. And I got a couple of surveys I wanted to let you know about. But as as far as this thing with whose whose authority should we be going by, the county judge or the mayor? I kind of wish they they would have called me before all this happened because I think they kind of want to accomplish the same thing. Look, we had a huge spike in cases, and it was it was alarming, mm-hmm. and something needed to be done. Uh, so the, the county judge wanted to just go back into a shutdown, you know, across the board. I think it would have been better to target people who are not following the original directives. You know, the social distancing, the closing. If it's a bar closing at a certain time, there was a curfew in place. I would have said, you know, don't get tough on everybody. Get tough right. on the people. Make an example of See, a few people. But that's the thing is, like, uh, especially, like, Brandon's family, they go to my the Ariel's gym that I go to. Aerials. And they they sit there, they take your temperature before you can you have to wash your hands before you can even walk in. Brandon, they take you your do temperature. Aerials? No. His, oh, okay. No, my kid does. His kid does. Okay. I heard she's really good though. I heard she's really good at Lyra. Um, but you know, they take your temp you have to wash your hands, you have to get your temperature taken, they ask you all these questions, you have to wear your mask when you're working out. That place hasn't had anybody haven't there's no outbreak there. You know, they're due in the classes, there's less than six, eight people in a class. But they're now closed because of this. And it's kind of like, okay, but then when there's different restaurants or uh, quote unquote restaurants that have you know called and asked the county, hey, so what about us? And they go, oh well, we're not really worried about you. We're talking about other businesses, so you guys can go on. So there's businesses. I mean, uh, there was a um, like a diner, uh, a local breakfast restaurant that I drove past uh, yesterday. They were open. Plenty of people sitting inside. So it's kind of like you're not you're not across the board being uh, fair and honest with this. You're closing, telling people they're going to get fines, but then you're targeting certain businesses and telling other ones, well, we're not concerned about you per se. I would I would have, you know, the part of the thing is all the restrictions and, and 
rulings and stuff have not really had any teeth. I mean, they put them in mm-hmm. there, but nobody's really uh, been punished for it. I mean, some of the fines are so minute that the people actually come out ahead paying the fine. You mm-hmm. know, just, yeah, go ahead and fine us. It's fine. We'll make it up. I think, you know, maybe you go to these some of these places that have been notoriously ignoring the rules. You give them that one warning, and it's like, all right, now listen, I, I know we haven't been serious up until now, but we're serious now. Knock it off. Then if you catch them doing it one more time, they're done. And you tell you tell the owner, you're you're done in this town. You can open a car lot or you can sell stuff on eBay, but you're not running a you're See, not running a bar anymore in this town, buddy. The problem is though, too, is I understand I've seen people say, Well, you don't need to get your hair done, or you don't need to get a tattoo, or you don't need to get a massage. That okay, I can understand that. We're in a pandemic, you think we need to stay home. I get that. However, how do you expect those people to pay their bills when there is no stimulus that is being discussed on a national level? There's, you know, different grants and things, but I know several business owners that have applied for over twenty, thirty grants or loans and have been denied or aren't getting them or haven't heard back. So it's kind of like you wanna shut them down. But tell them don't allow anybody to come in. But then you're also not going to help them with their bills. What's going to happen after the fact when we reopen after the pandemic and all of these small businesses are gone because they got no relief, no help, no assistance, nothing. And that's where I I have an issue because, you know, I have to sit here and I, I know a lot of small business owners that are sitting there freaking out right now because there is no, you know, nobody coming out to rescue them. There's nobody to help them. Well, the county judge... Uh, San Diego's order uh, of Thursday of last week, it, it just kind of uh, paints with one brush. It's like, whether you were following the rules or not, I'm saying you're closed down, but did you say that you've heard from people who've called to get some clarification yeah. and been told, oh, we're not really going after yeah. you? I've heard of two different businesses that have di- have called and they were told, look, we're we're not looking at businesses like you. Just don't abuse it. But we're looking at other businesses. So they're specifically sliding past some businesses saying, okay, well, that's not an issue, but let's go work on these people instead. Well, then write it like that. Whatever the announcement was, just be be more narrow with it. I mean, Or say, hey, you know what? We're going to go and find. We're going to do it kind of like the health department. We're going to have to, these businesses are going to have to apply to open. And, you know, we're going to check them, make sure they're following the rules. If they are, they can stay open. The minute that they do, you know, break a rule or something like that, they're close. They they lose the license. They have to close down for this moment. I can understand something like that. But when you do this broad brush of close everything, um, but not even, it's not even that broad of a brush because the places the top three places the number one was big box stores that are essential that are going to still be and open those weren't going to be affected those weren't going to be all. affected that's the number yeah. one yeah, place what's going to happen is they're going to look at it and be like wait a minute so we shut down all these businesses but the numbers are staying consistent yeah. i wonder why and it's like well because you didn't do anything to actually attack the problem mm-hmm and it comes down to the people who are not um, abiding by the rules. There's the people like the, as I like to call them, the Joannas. Joanna hasn't left her house since March, basically, to come here to work, and that's about it, or to go to the store and get groceries, and that's it. She's the person that's being affected by this because the people who don't care are still running amok, 
are still celebrating. I mean, I saw so many people out at different Halloween parties oh, on yeah. Snapchat and on Instagram still going to out to party. I saw a big Halloween party. There were a bunch of people, no mask. And I guess the theme must have been Donald Trump supporters because they were all dressed up like MAGA supporters. <laughs> but that's the thing is that it's people who don't care and want to keep doing whatever they're doing. They're going to keep doing it. And so it's like if you're not going to enforce against those people, you're, the only people you're hurting are the Joannas, the ones who've actually been doing what they're supposed to be doing the whole time. Well, Joanna at least still gets to come to work. Yeah. And get paid, it, you know. Yeah, she actually gets to come and have, like, human interaction outside of her household a little bit at work. All right. Yeah, like that trick-or-treater that showed up at midnight. Oh, my God, that was scary. Joanna, you don't mind us talking about you like you're not here? I'm okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We're going to get a look at our entertainment news with Joanna Barba coming up in just a few moments. I told you there were a couple of surveys I wanted to uh, bring up. So they asked people, is uh, Tuesday, Election Day, going to be the most stressful day of your life? And according to this survey, more than half of the people said they are expecting tomorrow to be the most stressful day of their lives. No, yesterday was when we couldn't find our dog. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the most stressful day of my life. Yeah, I mean, the most stressful day of your life, you probably have no idea when it's coming. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, that I, seems a little dramatic. I hate to be negative, yeah, but you have plenty of time if you have to time prepare. to plan for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe that is what adds to the Stress. But then again, me buying bottles of wine, I'm preparing. Yeah, it's generally it's the buildup to things like this, I think, that cause more stress than the actual event. It's like when you're going out in mm-hmm. public, mm-hmm. Um, if you you know fear large crowds or maybe public speaking, it's really the buildup to it that is the worst part. I'm getting my Civil War outfit ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking comfy. Blue or gray, Joanna? It's like gray. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking comfy but cute. Yeah, you know, for the impending. Some, some somebody had asked me, do. <laughs> Do you expect there to be trouble, you know, uh, on election day? And I would say definitely there will be, you know, reports around the country of, of, you know, something going on. I don't think it'll all necessarily be on election day. And they said, well, you should talk about it because don't forget, in 2019, a guy who was politically motivated came to El Paso and shot up a Walmart and killed 23 people. And my response to that was, you know, this is a real tightrope act. I don't want to put people on an edge, you know, and I don't want to increase anxiety that might already be there. But you you got a good point. There was somebody who had came in and had been kind of uh, motivated by some of the more hateful uh, talking points that have come out and decided he was going to come here and shoot up a Walmart. So I don't think you – I think you're right. You can't totally ignore – the possibility that there might be some really bad actors out there. Uh, At the same time, though, I don't want to put us on some kind of footing. But I would say be uh, cautious, be on the lookout, you know, and the same thing after 9-11. If you see something, say something. You know, if you think there's something uh, scary or dangerous uh, going on, um, you know, everybody knows the number for 911. 
Same survey that said over half of Americans say tomorrow is going to be the most stressful day of their lives also found that 59% of people say this has already been the most stressful year of their lives. That number yeah. to me seems mm-hmm. low. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, 59%. Low. Like, what the hell were you people going through before this? <laughs> I mean, when you think about <laughs> I mean, yeah. the number, it's stressful for everybody. If you were at your job and you got mounting bills and you had your life savings and it's you're just watching that dwindle away this mm-hmm. this has got to be the most stressful year for a lot of people so i thought 59 percent or uncertainty at your job if they're oh sure yeah where they're saying hey be glad you have a job so that first number that half of people said tomorrow's the most stressful day i thought that was a little overblown but the 59 percent on the year <laughs> i thought it was a little underblown uh, underblown mm-hmm Speaking of underblown. Don't. <laughs> right as I say don't. I had a tender date. Let <laughs> uh, There was another survey. Oh, I guess this is, well, I was going to say this is good, but it could also be bad. Four out of five people in this survey say they now stand up for what they believe in mm-hmm. more than ever. Really? Yeah, but some of what people believe in is that there is some kind of devil-worshipping sex cult that's going on in the basement of a pizza joint. I mean, oh, if you stand up for that more, that's not a good thing for you. And the government officials drinking the blood of children. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. So there are some people who believe that. What uh, kids, though? Uh, according to the new survey, though, four out of five Americans say this year's made them want to stand up for what they believe in more than ever. And they even list some of the ways that people are doing that. Voting is number one on the list. Sharing opinions more openly. You know, I I share opinions more openly, I would say, on my Facebook and, and on air. But as far as, like, if I'm sitting next to somebody on an airplane, which I haven't in all of 2020, but you know what I mean? If I'm making small talk, I'm huh. much more guarded about what I say. Uh-huh. Uh... I've never requested, like, sent a friend request to anybody mm-hmm. on my Facebook. I just, you know, mm. either confirm or deny. So and I've found that lately I've got to check out their wall to see if this is the kind of person I want to confirm to be a friend. You know what I mean? I'm just very <laughs> guarded. You interact with them. You're like, right. Do I even want to open this can of worms? Yeah, this whole can of worms. Yeah, no, I feel like Have you checked if you have any, like, unread messages? Uh, yeah, like how I just, they have the uh, the people who aren't your friends that send you messages. Yeah, I, I've seen those, and I've been those. I've been putting off reading them. <laughs> like I haven't wanted to read them. I mean, I know what most of them are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, also on the list of ways people say they're standing up more than ever in what they believe in is educating ourselves on current issues, uh, signing petitions. Yeah. Has that ever accomplished anything? Has there ever been like a petition signed as like, well, and then they freed the slaves? I mean, <laughs> I do enjoy that after like 100,000 signatures, the White House has to acknowledge them. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Right. No matter how ridiculous mm-hmm. or stupid it is. Should we start one for the McRib? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Permanent menu item. All right. Joanna Barba is here and Joanna is bringing us our showbiz news with her finger on the pulse of everything going on in Hollywood. Wow. Pause there. I was wondering where her finger was. Here we go. <laughs> ah, nice. Tributes. Seriously, who throws this shoe? <laughs> 
Oh, that's Austin Powers. <laughs> I watch all the 1960s James Bonds and all the 1970s, and whenever I watch a James Bond now, I can only think of it in the context of Austin, Austin Powers. Powers. <laughs> yeah. Well, tributes are pouring in after the death of Sean Connery. Connery died in his sleep on Saturday at the age of 90. There's no cause of death, but his wife said he'd been suffering from dementia, and his son had said that he'd been feeling unwell for some time. The four surviving James Bond actors paid tribute to Sean Connery. Daniel Craig called him, quote, one of the greats of cin- one of the true greats of cinema. Pierce Brosnan said, quote, Sir Sean Connery, you are my greatest James Bond. Timothy Dalton said Sean was a wonderful presence, a great leading man. And George Lazenby said, Only a few weeks ago, I was wishing Sean all the best for his 90th birthday. His bond inspired me personally and encapsulated an age. Daryl Hammond, who played Sean Connery on Saturday Night Live, also paid tribute to him and said, quote, Sorry to hear about the passing of Sean Connery. My condolences to his family. I always loved doing his silly impressions of him. R.I.P. He also retweeted someone asking for him to return to Saturday Night Live to do a new Connery sketch. I'll take the rapist for no. 500 Oh, God. <laughs> you forgot how hilarious those were. Actually, some of my favorite... Ja- uh, Sean Connery appearances were Daryl Hammond playing Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Those were so good. You wrote the Roman numeral V, which, contrary to your, which, uh, against all your best efforts, is actually number five, and you wagered, suck it, Trebek. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, R.I.P. Jordan Peele's next project is set to be a remake of The People Under the Stairs for Universal. Based on Wes Craven's 1991 horror satire, Collider reports that Peele will produce the new film alongside Wynne Rosenfeld through their Monkey Paw Productions house. It is anticipated that Peele will direct himself, and it's not known if he'll take part in the writing of the script. It's been decades since it, I saw People Under the Stairs, but... It just celebrated its 29th anniversary yesterday, the movie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it kind of, I'm not saying like a parody, but it was kind of like a horror comedy. It was kind of a comedy, and then also kind of creepy, because I I was very little when I watched it. (laughs) And finally, Lori Laughlin went from full house to the big house as she reported to prison to serve her two-month sentence. And it sounds like she won't get out early, which means she'll likely spend Christmas in jail. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. Christmas uh, in jail. Christmas in jail. I tried to cheat my kids into school. <laughs> ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. She and her husband cut a deal in May to plead guilty on fraud charges after they paid $500,000 to get their two daughters into the University of Southern California. Aunt Becky got two months in jail plus two years of probation. Her husband got five months but hasn't started his jail sentence yet. She's in a low-security federal prison just outside San Francisco. Lori will be in isolation for the first two weeks just to make sure that she doesn't bring the coronavirus in with her. Mm-hmm. As far as prisons go, it doesn't sound too shabby. She's still in prison, but she'll be in a jumpsuit, and she'll also have a job like clerical work, kitchen work, or general cleaning. She'll wake up at 5, and Lights Out is at 9 every night. But it also has some perks. Like Okay, I, I just want you to picture this. If mm-hmm. this were going to be your life for a couple months, would you really look at it as... Oh, I'm I'm going to prison. She's like, I'm only here for eight months, eight weeks. Tennis court. Two of those, I'm... Here you go. Tennis courts. Mm -hmm. Ping pong tables. Exercise classes. uh, Television. I mean, none of that sounds really terrible. 
And as far as a tennis court, I've been thinking of taking it up, but I don't have any place to play. This so. says one TV that everyone shares, and then it does the list of the tennis courts, the exercise classes, and all I can think of. That sounds like in Full House, where they only had that one TV in the living room, and they would go to exercise classes. You know, I used to picture prison a certain way, just based on movies and television. Ever uh-huh. since Orange is the New Black, I picture a women's prison completely different. It's just like a <laughs> dorm room with these little these little half pillow fights. Yeah. <laughs> Well, while she'll spend Christmas in jail, she'll get out just before New Year's. With entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We're into the fifth and final hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show, also known as the El Paso Hour, kind of a a chance for us to take a look at some things that are going on uh, more locally or in the region of El Paso. And we're going to talk about the great Thanksgiving uh, giveaway and the Great Khalid Foundation. And Dan Longoria is here uh, from Mattress Firm. And Mattress Firm has kind of taken on the, the role as, as our lead sponsor, one of our lead sponsors, definitely, with uh, First Life Federal Credit Union and the Boys and, Clu- uh, Boys and Girls Clubs of El Paso. Hi, Dan. Hey, Buzz. How are you? It's great what, to be here. Good to see you. Um, what made you decide to get involved in such a big way on this project? You know, it's something that... that- myself personally has has always wanted to do i told linda when i lived in houston there's a a christian radio station ksbj that was feeding uh they called it thanksgiving in the park and um never got to do that here but when i heard about this initiative i knew it was something that mattress firm had to join with linda and the great the great khalid foundation to do i mean feeding a thousand people buzz well a thousand families so really we're talking about four five six thousand people that are going to be uh served And when we're talking about Linda, we're talking about Linda Wolf. Uh, she is Khalid's mom. Yes. And oh, I think she's joining us now. So, hi, Linda. How are you? Very good. Thanks for calling in. I'm here with Dan hey, Linda. from Mattress Firm. Hey, Dan. How are you? We were just talking about uh, getting those meals out, and you know, it's a thousand families. So we're talking about these things feed from four to six people. So we're talking about. You know, up to six thousand individual meals that we're going to get out. We're going to we're going to need help. So, we we're talking about uh, you right before you called in and the Great Khalid Foundation. So, uh, why don't you give us a little background on the foundation and uh, the decision to you know focus in this time of year on Thanksgiving? Well, um, with the foundation, we primarily are um, doing initiatives for uh, kids from. Um, elementary to high school, but we saw a need that was there. We know a lot of families have fallen on bad times, and and um, we thought that um, this would be what we needed to do for this Thanksgiving, just to help them out, because it's just unlike any other time. So we really want to help these families out, and so they can be able to eat a good Thanksgiving meal. All right. Uh, the Great Khalid Foundation is kind of spearheading this, and we got great uh, sponsors like Mattress Firm and First Light Federal Credit Union and others that are trying to get the word out there. So how can we how can we let business owners know? I, I don't know if you'd want to call this a challenge, but, uh, hey, come on, step up and help yeah, us get all these meals. Challenge. Let's call let's it a challenge. Call it, <laughs> let's call it a challenge. These business owners um, can step up and help us out here if you want to, you know, go to our website, uh, thegreatcleedfoundation.org to donate. That would be great. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely looking for some more sponsors. 
All right, Dan, is there is is there any way you'd like to throw out a challenge there? I mean, something that could get people motivated and uh, come up and put in a do- And it doesn't even have to be an enormous donation. If everybody, you know, if we get enough people chipping in, it, you know, $10 or $20 or $50, anything. $5. Helps. $5. $5, $5. Sure. Exactly. Absolutely. I was, I was just going to say, you know, I'd like to see from the El Paso business community, uh, the El Paso business community do what El Pasoans do. And when times get tough, El Pasoans help each other. And again, I've got to, I've got to say thanks again to Linda. This is not a normal, uh, the great Khalid foundation initiative. Uh, and it may be from, from here on, but, but what an important one. And as I was saying before, there's nothing more comforting than, than sharing a meal. I don't care, you know, what, what level you are. And that's what, that's what the great Khalid foundation is going to do is feed 1000 families. And so, um, uh, whether you can afford it or not, they, they're going to give it. And that is just going to be so powerful during this unprecedented time in El Paso, Texas. So thank you again, Linda, and, and to the great Khalid Foundation. Yes, come on, El Paso businesses, step up. So $5, $10. Uh, Linda, if you want to just share the website again one more time before we go, that'd be great. Okay, Um You can go to that website, and all of the details are there. All right. Um, yeah. You could do it that you way. Thank you, Dan. You, we, you, I just wanted to mention, Linda, uh, you can make a contribution. we got a donate link, so anything you donate at klaq.com uh, is specifically going to go to the Great Thanksgiving Giveaway and the Great Khalid Foundation. Uh, as I, I think you were about to say something nice to Dan, so I don't want to step on oh, that. Oh, yeah. Linda, go, go ahead. I was going to say something nice to Dan. No, he, he stepped up. He stepped up, and um, we just really appreciate his generosity. Yeah, and I'm thinking of going and buying a mattress when this is all over. I don't <laughs> even need what? a mattress. I'm just going to buy an I extra one. one. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we, we, we certainly appreciate it, so thank you, Buzz. Uh, how's, uh, how's Khalid doing? He's doing well. Mm-hmm. He, um, he flew in to El Paso to vote. So I got to see him for uh, five seconds, and <laughs> he's doing well. You know, I'll go get to see my baby um, later on uh, next month. So um, good for you. It, well, it he brings a lot of pride to, to this. You know, he brings a lot of pride to the city because mm-hmm. he's a great artist, but also just his loyalty. You know, to the city. You know, he. Right. he I've heard people. You know, I'm proud to be from El Paso, but he had put his foot on that gas pedal and hasn't let up. So he really represents us uh, as a city to the El world. Paso. You yeah. know, we, we all have our arms around El Paso, especially right now in this time of need. Yes, we do. How about the families? Uh, you, you know, are you still looking for families to give this to, or you've already got your work cut out? You know, which no, families these are going to go to? Thank you so much for asking that. This mm-hmm. is going to be first come, first serve. Um, you, want, you want the families in need in that line. Um, when we host, when um, um, First Light Credit Union hosts us, um, you just need to be in that line, and we'll, of course, we'll we'll make sure that we we know how many cars go through. But get in that line; it's going to be drive through. You know, social distance. Open that trunk. We'll put that. We'll put it in the back of your trunk, um, so everybody will be safe, and you everybody will have a good meal. You're not going to. There's no questions to answer. You just show up, and and we're going to no, give you the you food box up. to go. You show up, and, um, of course, we will make sure that the people on the line, um, the thousand people on the line will get, will get the box by, you know, having tickets and stuff on their, on their windows so nobody can cut the line. No. And uh, you're going to recruit Dan to get out there on 
I'll be there. On Thanksgiving morning, <laughs> oh, yeah. you're going to be loading up? Oh, I'll yeah. be there. Front and center. We all, we're all going to be working hard for El Paso on that day. It'll be a magical right, time a for El Paso. day after this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, Linda, for taking time to call in. Uh, you know, the, the Great Khalid Foundation does wonderful stuff. We're yes. very happy and proud to be associated with it. And Dan, I know Us you too. feel the same way. Yes, thank we do. You. Thank you, Linda. Okay. Thanks, Linda. Take care. Right. Bye. So I just want to uh, repeat the website, the Great Khalid Foundation. You can go direct, uh, directly, uh, make a donation there. If you want to get involved with the sponsorship, I've got a number for you to call that I'll give to you here in just a second. Uh, you know, Mattress Firm has been doing a lot of the heavy lift, lifting on this, so uh, we've got other sponsors that are involved. So give a call, and uh, George Riddle is who they're saying to call. And they had sent me a number. Let me dig that up real quick here. Ba, 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 ba. You got a lot of pages open. I know. <laughs> okay. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor, you know, we've got till the 26th uh, to get this taken care of. You call our director of sales. That's George Riddle. You call her at 521-6319. 521-6319. We want uh, donations from anybody, but if you kind of want to take a bigger role in this and kind of step up as a sponsor and, you know, really, really make an impact, everybody makes an impact. Listen, sure. even a $5 donation, Correct. of course, makes an impact. But if you're looking for a bigger way to do it, like uh, like Dan Longoria has from Mattress Firm, you can give George a call at 521-6319. That's 521-6319. And uh, our presenting sponsor is Mattress Firm. And Dan, thank you so much uh, for that. I don't know if you heard there, but Khalid's mom says she needs a mattress, so maybe you can, you know, swing her a good deal. I'll, I'll send her one today, Buzz. You, <laughs> you, you swing everybody a and good deal. Too. That's what I've noticed. Well, thank <laughs> you. Uh, mattress Firm, First Life Federal Credit Union. You can find all the details and more at thegreatkhalidfoundation.com, also at klaq.com. We've got a donate link for you there so you can make a contribution, and we can get these thousand box meals that's a thousand meals it's going to have a turkey and the sides and it's going to feed you know f uh four five six people yes. thank you dan for dropping by today and thanks for thank helping us with this uh project thank you for all you do for the community as well thank much you. appreciated right, it's the buzz adams morning show podcast all right cappy's on the way and we're going to have a monday morning quarterback segment with steve kaplowitz coming up here in just a few minutes let's take a look at what is over at KLAQ.com and BuzzAdamShow.com. Joanna, every month, does uh, her heads up on what's leaving Netflix and Hulu. Oh, God. It's so helpful. Hit it's me time. Hit me some of the big ones. So, so Actually, what's I, didn't, I don't have it open on right oh. now. Let me get it for you. Uh, but the great part about... I watch Trick or Treat. Guess what? I, I subscribed to like six different pay channels. Yeah. Trick or Treat, not on not any, on of, any them. of them. I had to pay like six and a half bucks. That was in my DVD collection, but it's the one I kept. Oh. That I sold you. I know. Because they get you with that. I was... I randomly decided. I was like, oh, you know what? I feel like watching Dracula. You mean Which the one, one with original? Gary Oldman? Yeah, with Gary Oldman. And Keanu Reeves. Yeah, and I thought, oh, in there it's like, here, rent the movie... For six ninety nine, or you can buy the movie for Sometimes six ninety nine. I'm like, well, I nah, guess I'm buying remember, it. Remember, you're not really buying it yeah. either. You're just yeah. you're technically leasing it while they Until have the they rights have to. License. Well, yeah. whatever. I'm renting it anyways for six ninety nine. Sometimes <laughs> I wonder, out of all the different services I have, is it on there somewhere? But they only show the the buy option. Like my sis, you know the what do you call it? 
Um, it the depends. One. So the like stick. on the, remote? the oh, fire, fire stick. stick. Usually with my uh, <laughs> with my Roku, it, it'll tell it like I'll search for it, and it'll show you all the different services. So and then finally one of them will say like, "Oh, watch now." Yeah, and, I'll find and then it. the other ones will say, you know, you can rent buy, it here, buy it here, stuff like that. Ninety percent of the time, no joke. Ninety percent of the time, if I search for something, it's like, well, you got to pay for it. And it's like, I have all these services; they all claim to have this vast library. Why is there never anything for free that I want to watch when I want to watch it? <laughs> so, what do you got uh, that's leaving Netflix and Hulu? A lot of the good thing about when they take the titles out of their services, Netflix will gradually take away things at the beginning but the bulk of it always comes at the end of the month so at the end of the month in netflix you're going to lose a lot of jeopardy if you were watching jeopardy on netflix that's going to be gone uh the bachelor jeopardy the game show yeah on netflix on netflix who is so bored that they're watching reruns of Jeopardy know, off of Netflix. It happens, and that's all leaving on November 27th. I mean, I love me some Jeopardy, but I'm not going back and watching favorite episodes mm-hmm. or anything. If you wanted to watch... You know what I would watch nonstop? What's all that? of the Jeopardies on Saturday Night Live where Daryl Hammond played <laughs> Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good time to watch it. Uh, uh, if you wanted to watch Anaconda, you have until November 30th <laughs> to see that. Anaconda, one of the great bad movies of yeah. all time. You know what I'm Jennifer saying? Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Owen oh. Wilson, There's a John scene where, Voight. This was before, I mean, she had already done Selena, I think, but it was, Owen, Owen did you say Owen Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. There's a scene where they get off this boat that's going down the Amazon, and she goes walking through the hot, humid jungle in a very sheer nightgown, and there's like five solid seconds of just her ass. <laughs> you know what part always traumatized me? I don't know who the anaconda swallowed. But oh, and then they barfed uh, him back up. No, that and one? then like it shows the anaconda swimming in the river. That's Owen then, Wilson. Yeah, and, and then you, you see, see the, the silhouette inside, of his body. right? Yeah. Oh, that traumatized it's, me. It's uh, the one that gets swallowed at the end is uh, oh, Angelina Jolie's uh, John, John Voight. Voight. But right. you know what I find really? And then, no, wait, but do you remember? The anaconda pukes him out. He stands there for a second. And he winks. And he winks <laughs> at Ice Cube and J-Lo. But you know what I find I really interesting is the fact that the anaconda didn't go after J-Lo when I've been led to believe this entire time that the anaconda didn't I'm want none unless, if you don't have the buns hun. And she has and the buns And she's hun. the one with the buns. <laughs> So there, there are some movies that I that I consider good movies. That's they're, a lengthy setup. Thank you for the laugh, Joanna. There are great movies. There are good movies. There are bad movies, and then there are good bad movies. And that Anaconda is definitely one of my good bad movies. Well, you have until November thirtieth to see that. Go watch it, and all you're going to think about is that joke, Joanna. The buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways, uh, is Steve on yet? I don't think so. <laughs> Why is this this awkward for you? So over on Hulu, there. Yeah, let you want to finish. Damn it! Are, I thought she was uh, done. November I thought 30th. I was getting the signal that that was it. No, no. There, there's more if you want. If All you right. want to kill some time until Steve comes on. I'm not. You I know what? Say I would like to hear. There you go. There you go. I would love to hear some Woo! more if that's the case. It's never an issue with me. You know, the first time I ever heard of Netflix, Steve told me, and I was over at his house for, I don't know, Super Bowl party or something. I'm at Steve's house. He's Mm -hmm. like, do you have Netflix? And I'm like, (laughs) what is that? He goes, 
it's basically every movie ever filmed, and you can just go and, and look at it. And, I, and he was showing me, and he's like, for instance, say I want to watch Muppet Show. <laughs> was it already a streaming service? It was by a the streaming time? service like, at that point. It wasn't still just strictly you know, mailing DVDs. <laughs> Do you remember that, Steve? I had you over to the house. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I this was you? a long time ago. Oh, when wow. the hell did I let you in my this house? This was like, like a decade a ago. Yeah, no, this is, it's been a long time. Were you yes. invited or did you just sneak in behind my brother? I, I, I'm, yes, like the, exactly. I'm like the vampire and let the right one in. I have to be invited or my head starts to explode. <laughs> That doesn't sound. Uh, that does sound familiar. We we we've, we've been Netflix subscribers for a long, long. time. Yeah, you were so. like an early adopter on the Netflix, as I recall. Absolutely. Do you know what got me to actually get Netflix? What's that? Daredevil. Oh, the when Daredevil show? came. Yeah, the Daredevil, the show. When that came out, everybody was just raving about it online, and I was like, Ah, I got ten bucks a month. Let's let's see what this thing's all about. And I haven't looked back since. I got Disney Plus for one show and one show only, and it's not Mandalorian. You would think it's oh, Mandalorian, no. but Gravity it's not Falls. Mandalorian. No. What? The, whatever the Obi Wan Kenobi one is going to be called. Oh, I'm all Hannah like they Montana. Said they, no, they said they were going to do that. <laughs> and I got it. It's just like, and and Ewan McGregor is going to play like an older Obi Wan. I'm in. It's that Jesse show. Hey, Jesse! Oh my god. <laughs> oh, is your daughter like in oh, that age where she's into that stuff? You have no idea. Oh, she's. She's going right through exactly Look, the progression some, my daughter that's went so through. That's so Raven for her. No, it, and then we gets, can start hey, singing. Hey, Jesse. Oh, my God. It gets, no. to the, it gets to the point where I'm like, hey, you know all that crap we tell you that you can't watch because it's either too violent and there's curse words? We're going to watch that because I just, I don't want to take up Jesse. with that song. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, she babysits these kids. They're all in the same family, but none of them are the same race. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like a Benetton commercial from the 80s. <laughs> Hey, Jess. And it's got that Jesse Ryan. And my daughter was so mad when she was like eight years old. And I said that her voice, she's like, Jesse's voice is scratchy. And I said, yeah, it's because she's a smoker. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Jesse. Get on to Raven. That's so Raven. I'm trying to think. My daughter was into. She loved it. You know what was not too bad? I'm trying to think of all the stuff my daughter was into. She was big time into Dora. Like for a long time. Yeah, we skipped that train. I think. She didn't get. She mm-hmm. didn't like Dora at all. No, SpongeBob's been big. Though. Oh, SpongeBob is the one show she, that has been a constant. Um, I'm trying to think of the show. I got her. Ho- oh my god, I got my kid hooked on X Men, the animated series from the 90s. She put the theme song on her Spotify playlist. Sweet. I was downstairs watching TV, <laughs> and all I hear is. But she's not watching anything. She's literally listening to the theme song, and it was one of the proudest moments I think I've ever had as a dad. Oh, here's one. iCarly. Do they still run that? Uh, Does your daughter get maybe, into iCarly? Wait, I, thankfully, I haven't had to go down that book. Uh, what else is leaving Hulu? Oh, I closed the thing. Oh, okay. Because Steve is here. Oh, I'm right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot. <laughs> This is Monday Morning Quarterback with Cappy, brought to you by Darren Powell, attorney at law. Loved ones pass away and they don't have a will. Don't leave it up to the courts. Call Darren Powell, 313-0081. That's 313-0081.
All right, Steve, you want to go in uh, in the order of your choosing? You want to talk about NFL first? Sure. Let's talk about that um, epic uh, game last night between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yeah, I wasn't that able was to stick through it to TV. the end, but that, both teams look sloppy. Carson Wentz oh. looked really sloppy. The Cowboys looked like their secondary. Might, I mean, I heard him call Sean Lee's name twice during a game, which is, yeah. you know, reminds you of 2014. But, uh, yeah, the, the that division is terrible. None of the teams are good, and the Cowboys have lost to two in a row of them. So. It's a horrible game. It was it was a terrible, terrible football game. I mean, I was really hoping that the Nooch could turn the Cowboys' season around. <laughs> I was. I was rooting for him. And um, ben unfortunately, DiNucci. yeah, Ben DiNucci, the Nooch, just didn't have it yesterday. 21 out of 40, 180 yards. But the big story in this game really was that the uh, Eagles were able to force Cowboys' turnovers, make them pay, and uh, ended up uh, scoring Eight points in the third, eight in the fourth uh, to win twenty-three to nine. I know uh, you're not supposed Dallas. to root for your team to tank, but at this point, do you think there are a lot of Cowboy fans who want the the Cowboys to be as as bad as they can, so they can at least get some decent picks next year? At this point, it's not a bad idea. The problem is, there's a lot of bad teams in the NFL. They're not alone. I mean, the We're Jets Patriots! are zero eight. Race to the bottom. Oh, the Patriots. The Patriots are like the uh, AFC version of the Cowboys right now. Yeah, they man. really are. Yeah, the Patriots don't have anything going on this season. I mean, they put some entertaining games, and, you know, I like Cam Newton. I'm I'm a fan of Cam Newton, but they're very one-dimensional, I think. Yeah, like take yesterday, for example. Uh, Patriots are down by three. It's late in the game, less than a minute to go. Cam's driving. They're in field goal range. So, at worst, they should have a field goal attempt to tie the game. Just hold on to the ball. what happens? Cam fumbles it away, and the Bills recover and end up winning the game 24-21. Now, and, uh, a lot of people, when Tom, when it was announced Tom Brady was leaving going to Tampa Bay, a lot of people wanted to set this up as Brady versus Belichick. And, you know, it's yep. like, well, let's see who does better without the other one. If Which is not really accurate, but if you were going by that metric, you would say, oh, Brady's winning that one. Uh, because Tampa Bay looks good, and he's not the only reason they look good, but he's a pretty key component to that. Well, the truth is this. They surrounded Brady with a much better supporting cast right now in Tampa than um, New England has currently on offense. They're either injured or, you know, even the guys that are, are healthy are just not good enough right now. And I do feel bad for Cam Newton because he has really nothing to work with. I mean, yesterday, if you watched that football game, and I did, I watched a good chunk of it, Jacoby Myers was his number one target. Ten targets for Jacoby Myers, who is a second-year player out of North Carolina State. And, I mean, that's... You're, you're going to throw it to got. the same guy or run it. So, I mean, there's not a lot of... There's not a lot of dimension to the team at this point. Well, they're also, they're dealing with, they drafted two tight ends in the draft last year. Neither one of them has been able to see the field because of injuries. Uh, There was a a tragic situation with uh, one of them this past weekend where a best friend had died, so he wasn't suiting up for the game. But if you want to look at any positives for him, Damian Harris, that dude should be their head running back. There's no reason they should continue to mix in these other things. He's a true three-down back. They need to keep him out there. And he was good. Something for some strange reason, Chase Winovich, the second-year player out of Michigan, he was arguably their best defensive player the first few games of the season. He somehow landed in Belichick's doghouse because his snap count has diminished every single week. He played five total snaps yesterday. 
and he was the best guy out on the field early in the season. So something weird's going on there. You know, you lost buzz when you talked about the tight end injuries. At that point, it was just the end of it. Because, yeah, I, know. You know, that's I was a, talking to that's you. A deep, that's a deep, deep conversation with the Patriots. <laughs> that's getting pretty that. deep into it on the Patriots side of things. Uh, yes. I, I guess nobody has any doubt now that the, that the Steelers are for real and that Pittsburgh is, you know, I mean, when, when other teams have started this strong, we've talked about them going undefeated for the season. I haven't heard anybody talking about the Steelers like that, but what a game against the Ravens oh. on Sunday. Terrific. Absolutely terrific performance. And it was interesting because if you look at the way the game really moved uh, for Pittsburgh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had a nice game, but he only threw for 180 yards. Um, they, they only ran for 47. It wasn't exactly like an offensive dynamic, you know, pr- dynamic performance by the Steelers. It was their defense that really got it done. And that was what was so impressive in um, scoring 21 of their 28 points in the second half uh, to beat Baltimore and limit the Ravens to only seven points in the second half. So that, that was big by the Steelers. Lamar Jackson had that one kind of fluky interception, um, you know, early in the game. And I guess that could have made the difference. But other than that, you know, bad play, it was just like a classic football matchup that we got to see on network television yesterday. Yeah, and it was a classic Steelers game. I mean, yeah. they, they didn't put up a ton of uh, of yards offensively, but they still got it done. And if you look at the Steelers' schedule, next up, the Cowboys. They play the Cowboys. Um, that's going to be a late game next Sunday in Arlington. And then okay, got so the that's Bengals. we can go ahead and mark that one down as as yeah. a win for the Steelers. We can mark that down ahead of time, right? Right. Then the Bengals and Jaguars. So they should be ten and zero when they get ready to battle the Ravens a second time on Sunday Night Football. Oh, that's going to be a great game. Is that twenty? Is yeah. that Thanksgiving? That's uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I, I believe that is uh, Thanksgiving Sunday. Yeah, that'll be great. I thought Thanksgiving is the twenty sixth. So okay, so it would be oh, the no, twenty. You're right. You're right. It's, it's a, you're right. I'm sorry. It's is it a 20, Thursday night game? Thanksgiving. It's oh. a thanks. You know what? It's um. It's a six twenty game on the twenty sixth. So it'll be Thanksgiving night. Ravens Steelers. Awesome. That is like for a football fan and an NFL fan. Even if you're not a fan of either one of those teams, that's like a Thanksgiving Day gift. You don't yep. have to watch the Lions. Yes, it is. <laughs> that's that is yeah. That is do, true. do they still? Because, do the Lions know, still play the Cowboys every Thanksgiving? Or no, they each play their. Oh own no, game. the Lions. Right, the Lions play a game and then the Cowboys play a game, so there's no Lions-Cowboys. Okay, well, we can ignore both of those and just wait for the rematch between Pittsburgh and and, uh, the Ravens on Thanksgiving. You know, uh, Cowboys get Washington on Thanksgiving. That is the gift that uh, everybody can't wait for. Cowboys and and, uh, Washington Football Club on Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's like the Jelly of the Month I mean, that is a a classic matchup, but... Not nearly as exciting as it would have been in 1978, for instance. Yeah, that's true. Who do the Lions play on Thanksgiving? Now that you have me wondering, I mean, the Lions are three and four. They will play um, the first game, and that is against the Texans. So Lions Texans on Thanksgiving. All right. Um, anything else you want to hit? You want to touch on in uh, NFL before we move on? Uh, let me see real quick and take a look. Well, I was I was surprised the Titans lost to the Bengals yesterday. That yep. was a shocker. Um, Raiders beat the Browns sixteen to six was a big one for them, and the Packers lost at home to the Vikings twenty eight twenty two. Second game in a row, no Aaron Jones, so he was out of the lineup with the calf injury, and the Vikings were they just you know, really poured it on early and were able to hold on to win that game. And how about Tua time? Tua Tagovailoa yeah. and the Dolphins beat the Rams twenty eight seventeen yesterday. 
What's and, the uh, uh, tonight? Yep, we have uh, Bucks Giants. So that's the the matchup. We'll have it for you on uh, six hundred ESPN El Paso, beginning at six fifteen. I you know I I realize my mindset has been that the minor season is kind of over because they had two games in a row or one not in a row but they had one game that was canceled or postponed then they played and then they had one that was canceled or postponed what what's going on are they going to play football again it's kind of like it's been on pause. I think yeah. that's the, the the takeaway. Not right now. not uh, they, not by the uh, miners choosing. I mean, the, my understanding is no. that UTEP uh, was very upset with North Texas for not traveling. That's very true, um, and they were not happy about it because they felt that you know they should have played in the empty stadium um, and still had the game. But I'm did North Texas ever that, throw out an option of will you guys come here to Denton? They did. They did. And UTEP did not want to play four weeks on the road. And they also didn't want to set the precedent that other teams could soon follow the lead from North Texas and say, just like they did, we don't feel comfortable coming to El Paso. You come here. And then suddenly UTEP has no road games, uh, no home games left for the season. Can you think of any other town that is so disrespected by other cities in the same state. You remember after the, the tragic shooting last year, there was a high school team that didn't want to come to El Paso because they thought that we might be violent toward them. I mean, that it was really... Plano. But that was yeah, also was Plano. Where, where the shooter was from. Right. So, yes, that is correct. What I'm saying is there's just kind of this image that the rest of Texas has, especially, I feel like, in the Dallas area. I don't go to the Houston area mm-hmm. as much, but in Dallas, it. I mean... They look at us like we're fifth-class citizens or that we're not really even part of the same state. And they just do this without an apology, you know, without impunity of – with impunity. They just – you know, we're not going to go to El Paso because, ew, it's dirty or it's got diseases or the people there are violent. I think I'm getting a little sick of it. That makes two of us. Okay. Um, I, I, but, it, but I feel like it's happened over the years, and it's just not slowing down. Whenever there's something, whenever there's an excuse, people will always use it uh, against El Paso, and it stinks. What's the rest of the uh, college football landscape look like, Steve? Well, if you had a chance to, uh, to watch any of the big games this past weekend without um, – uh, Lawrence uh, Clemson ended up beating Boston College 34-28. Barely, so they man. They were, they were down big time in that game. Yep, but they were. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence back happened. off uh, back off of the Corona list? Nope. He's not playing this weekend. No, he's he's going to miss Notre Dame this weekend. Oh, one number 1 versus number 4. Yeah. This would Notre be the, Dame, if the playoffs way. if the yep. playoffs were to be today, this would be the playoff matchup. It would be Clemson versus Notre Dame. Yep, and Notre Dame beat Georgia Tech, um, and that was a big victory for them. Uh, Ohio State beat Penn State, so that was a top 25 matchup for both teams. How about Texas coming back? Texas got a win over OSU, didn't they? Yes, they did in overtime, and it's the first loss of the season for Oklahoma State, which now you pretty much can can stick a fork in the Big 12. I don't think you'll see any teams in the uh, playoff from the Big 12 conference because everybody has at least one loss. Um, another game that was uh, an interesting one, if you really were following the top 25, Michigan State came back to beat Michigan 27-24. So, again, Michigan was 13th in the country going into that game. They lose to Michigan State, um, and that was a, a pretty big uh, upset as far as uh, Big Ten games go. Hey, so. Brandon, get those Anderson Silver, Silva, <laughs> Silver, Silva clips ready real quick. I just wanted you to play, play them for Steve. But okay. before we uh, move on from – and we've moved on from the NFL – 
Yes. The Saints beat the Bears in overtime yesterday. I didn't see any of the game because it was uh, it was late game, and somebody said there well, was it wasn't a big... televised here locally. Oh. It was not the game that was on here. So uh, somebody yes. said there was a big yes. fight. Yes. Did you hear about a big fight? I watched the game actually. Yeah. I have the um, I have the NFL uh, Sunday tickets. It's the, I have the streaming version of the package, and yeah, that was a uh, it was it was a crazy situation actually with uh, Javon Wims who punched a New Orleans Saints uh, defensive back Chauncey Gardner Johnson with his helmet and, on. Uh, yes, he threw the punch and connected with the guy's helmet. Yeah, I've never understood the thinking behind that. And then he punched him again. I mean, maybe a forearm shiver might do something, but like a closed fist punch? Seems like it's going to hurt if your you hand it, more. If you watch it, it was ugly. And I mean, he just, he smacked him twice. And the first time he hit him, I think, you know, the reaction the reaction from, uh, you know, the cornerback was, did you just do that? And because he sucker punched him. Uh, Gardner Johnson looked at him like, did you really do that? And after he hit him, he just stared at me, hit him again right in the face, like two shots right in the face. And then finally, um, about three Saints players piled on, and we had a big uh, a big scuffle. It was crazy. I just Now, you know, did they put on their face mask before they piled on and all all hell broke loose? They were did all they wearing ab- helmets the whole time. Okay. Yeah. They were all, and and the player that threw the punch is a wide receiver for the Bears. So you had a wide receiver punching a safety twice. And the worst part was the sucker punch that hit him. He had, was when he had his back turned. So I mean, that's that's just a sucker crazy. punch. Yeah, <laughs> a guy with his back turned. Open-handed slap to the face mask, and then um, Janoris Jenkins, who's a cornerback for the Saints, jumped right in and attacked Wims and wrestled him to the ground. And then you had the the big scuffle. It was a crazy situation. Anderson so. Silva is one of the greats, and uh, he re- he had his final fight and retired. Steve, you, you ever you know that thing where there's a like a really tough guy? I mean, like hyper manly dude, and then you hear him speak, and the voice doesn't match the image at all. And I think the most famous yes. example of that is the first time, first time we heard Mike Tyson talk when he was just annihilating guys back in the eighties. Um, listen to Anderson Silva. He sounds like uh, the guy from Samoan, uh, 90 Day Fiance, Brandon. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That's who Anderson Silva kind oh of sounds God, like. I wouldn't say that to him. Well, first off, he's Brazilian, number one. And well, what are you saying about Brazilian men? Pre- no, is, there's an accent to him. And, it's, uh, and but it is the know. kind of accent, uh, kind of like the uh, the king in... Uh, I think, though, with, when it comes to like voices, I like to move it, move it. That's who it kind of sounds like. Mike Tyson is the classic example that if you ever heard Mike Tyson, you would never even know in, in, in your wildest imagination that he was the guy that was the, the toughest uh, you know, boxer in, in history until he lost to Buster. Another Davis. guy like that is, you know, who I think is the face of the NFL and absolutely the most exciting player right now. And uh, that's quarterback for the, for the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And the first time we heard Patrick Mahomes talk, I was like, what? I wasn't expecting that voice. Kind of sounds like he might have been in the marching band. But he's badass. Let me hear the uh, Anderson Silva one more time. The same one? Yeah, let's hear the same one. Oh, he lost, by the way. All right, uh, thanks for joining us, Steve. <laughs> All right, guys. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So uh, it seems like fans of The Mandalorian on Disney Plus are kind of in 
two categories. One category who thinks that was Boba Fett at the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about the new se- season and those who who don't think it was Boba Fett. So. You've been doing some heavy research I've during been, the show? I've been looking <laughs> at uh, the pros and cons oh. for both sides. We have a major accident on I-, 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 I-10 East near Yarbrough that has several lanes closed and backup is all the way towards Airways. So you're going to want to find an alternate route this morning. Again, that's I-10 East near Yarbrough with backup all the way towards Airway. No word on the clearing time. With Kaylee Q Traffic, I'm Joanna Barba. All right. On the uh, season premiere of Mandalorian, if if they release the whole season like they do on Netflix, I, I would already be done with it. Cause, oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Timothy Oliphant showed up, and I hear that Fanny Flutters were experienced uh, seeing uh, Timothy Oliphant as an Old West chef, uh, sheriff on Tatooine. But the big question moment. is... At the end of that episode, we see a mysterious guy. Is that Boba Fett? Uh, Brandon, let me hear like a pro that is Boba Fett argument. It's the same actor. It's the guy that played Jango Fett who, as we went through kind of the transition, of including the prequels, we found out that, you know, there, there was clones who were patterned after Jango Fett who was Boba Fett's. I guess you would call him a dad, even though Boba Fett was technically a clone. clone. Okay. But raised, I mean, what? they definitely had a father-son <laughs> relationship going yes. on. Yes. I need a timeline. I'm confused. Never mind. Don't don't even try. Okay, to well, that was Attack of the Clones on Camino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, here's the retort to that. All of the stormtroopers were a clone of that guy, so that actor could have been any of the original uh, stormtroopers Right? Because mm-hmm. they all looked, they showed a scene where, where they accelerated their growth and they were all like at a, at a mess state, you know, like having chow and they all looked, they were all that guy. So mm-hmm. just because it's the same actor, it could be mean, any one of the clones. It could be, that's right. So, But there was a time where the stormtroopers weren't clones anymore. Y- yeah, at some point they quit being clones. Um, and uh, that clearly was Boba Fett's armor that Timothy Oliphant was wearing, right? Mm-hmm. There's nobody's questioning whether or not that was actually Boba Fett's armor. It even has the so. dent, you know, that dent on the left side. Yep. Uh, I think that was to let us. So it leaves no doubt. Yeah, that's definitely uh, Boba Fett's armor. Here's a comment because well, we, we have heard that Boba Fett will be in this season. So is he dead? No, no, that was real. I mean, so basically, okay. what happened was he ended up. Is he a good guy or a bad guy? By the way, Boba Fett yeah. is a bounty hunter. Is that good or bad? He's a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian is a bounty hunter, so it, 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 it all depends on your perspective. Okay, okay, continue. I see what you're saying. Okay, uh, but you do it for the credits, baby. There you go. He supposedly <laughs> died in the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi, but then it was like, oh, he was a really big Snorlax character. Pit. Not was the like Snorlax. Snorlax. No, he wasn't playing Snorlax. Pokemon Go. The Snorlax pit. It was, it was either that or the Bulbasaur game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. They, Y'all, it's confusing if you're not in, that into Star Wars. They, oh yeah. They totally used Brandon's joke about the Horacrux. I don't know why. Oh, on SNL? Reminded, on SNL, they had... Yeah. They had uh, 
Mitch McConnell come out or the actor playing Mitch McConnell and his hands were all black and they actually used the 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 joke about the horror crux and I was like oh. horror crux not horror horror crux he thinks it's a horror crux <laughs> horror crux <laughs> <laughs> well I'll tell you about the horror crux now tell crux. me more about the Star Wars <laughs> here's Gosh, we all have our nerddoms <laughs> here's an email uh, not an email this was on the Facebook chat uh, Cecilio who writes Buzz I'm at Mount Caramel Cemetery in the Valley. Sheriff's deputies are telling us county judges closing down places where there are gatherings. I'm not real clear on closure, but I understand what's at stake. This is Day of the Dead. This is Mm -hmm. Dia de los Muertos. So, yeah, this is a day as much as Memorial Day when people visit uh, cemeteries. And, uh, you know, if what what Cecilio is telling us is, is right, I guess they might have deputies there posted telling people you're not allowed to Turn around, go back. And Brandon's got a post about this whole situation, which at at this point, now you don't know who to listen to. I mean, you can believe what you want to believe, but now we don't even know which is the valid information. So the county judge uh, put out a, a decree on Thursday that said we're going back on lockdown. The mayor said, nope, we're not. And then he got on the phone, I guess, with the attorney general. And the attorney general said the county judge, his proclamation is is not binding. The county judge came back on Friday and said, yes, it is. The sheriff said, we're on the side of the county judge. The police department said, I think we're it's, not. I think it just depends on what business you're in and also what your business owner wants. Because a lot of the businesses said, look, we're going to stay closed or we're going to honor this and we're going to close. Other ones said, look, we're going to stay open. And then other ones are saying, look, we're putting tarps over our windows and we are closed, quote Which unquote. brings us to Brandon's new post. You can read this at KLAQ.com about uh, businesses being cited. So can you give us some details about that? When you say they're being cited, are they being written a fine or they're just telling them, hey, you got to lock down or else. My understanding is that they were given a fine. They were told to shut their doors. There was three businesses that were mentioned. And there's probably more, but I think later today, they're going to kind of announce what these other uh, other businesses were. And you had uh, Don Carbone um, over in Anthony, the Great American Steakhouse on Vinton, and uh, in Vinton, and um, Coralito Steakhouse, the one that's over near the airport. They all um, got, got fined. And it's, it's one of those situations where, who do you listen to, what do you do? Because we had uh, Mayor DeMargo on the uh, air on Friday, and he said, Go be, about your be business. O- yeah, be open for business. And yeah. then apparently uh, bit these businesses in the butt. I see. And that's why I think most businesses are like, look, we're just going to stay open until someone comes and tells us to close. And they say, you need to close down. Um, this is what one of the founders of Don Carbone said. As local business owners, we just seek clarity. Oh my God! Yeah, that's I mean, what we that, want. That As really hit the nail on the head. As a citizen, <laughs> I would just like some clarity. Uh, goes on to say, we are not trying to impede strategy to flatten the curve or break the law, but we do need clear guidance, and that is exactly what we're not getting. If you've got one law enforcement agency who says one thing, another law enforcement agency who says another, it seems like they really need to figure that out amongst themselves before they start writing anybody tickets don't forget uh, election day tomorrow we got articles up at klaq.com telling you where those election sites are and the hours and answering a lot of questions so you can find that 
at KLAQ.com or BuzzAdamShow.com.